live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and National Press Association Hall of Fame journalist Deb Williams, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and with our special guests, here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome back to the seventh season of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it's a beautiful day to race if you're not in Daytona. Yeah. <laughs> but uh it's good here, but it ain't good in Daytona. Yeah. Welcome back. This is uh after a twelve week layoff. Well, we'll see if I remember what all these buttons do. So well, we hope so. So far, so good. How you doing, Ronnie? I'm doing really well. Glad to get back at it. Yeah. Well, you look fine. <laughs> and Greg, how are you doing? Well, hanging there pretty good. You know, got a few health issues. It's that, no, no big deals. You you got out of bed. Well, yeah, I did. You I, were standing I, in the driveway. I woke up and I wasn't in the driveway. Anymore. <laughs> and, and but you didn't I, wake up in the driveway. No, I didn't wake up in the driveway. But anyway, it turned out everything's going good. I was like I say, just ready to get on with Speed Weeks and the show and and just, just get all this stuff, you know, back rolling like it's supposed to do. Well, we got a lot of racing. Look at all that paper. I see that. I mean, I, it looks you, like the middle of July. I mean, you, you, you're <laughs> killing some trees, brother. I tell you, I got a – well, you know, and we're doing a three-hour show this morning from yep. 10 till 1 because uh, I, I just figured it was too much, uh, too much to cover to have – guess and cram everything in here so uh um i was uh i asked the boys uh i asked tyler and i guess he asked clary and everything if we could do an extra hour uh and instead of taking one away from our people ahead of us we uh we added an hour on the end of the show because we don't have any uh we don't have any football or well football any basketball or baseball or anything to get in the way until later on in the day, so uh, we're good till one o'clock, and we've got some, we got some really good guests. Who'd you get us, Greg? Well, we we got kind of a unknown, unknowner or whatever, but we got Mike Helton as always. Go start, start your engines as, as, as usual. Yep, he's, he's done, uh, done it every year, and uh, super good friend of mine, and, and, and really a good friend of NASCAR and all the fans. Uh, the tickle death, we're going to be able to get him and have him on the telephone. I, I hate that they got weather problems in Daytona. Yeah, they got serious weather problems. And uh, well, maybe we can get it straight from the horse's mouth as to what their plan B is this I think, weekend. I think plan B is going to be two races Monday. <laughs> but uh, it, um, you know, they moved the ARCA race up last night right. until after the. It was supposed to be at one o'clock today, and they ran the. Uh, truck race last night which we'll of course get into in a few minutes and, and that stopped for a while for rain for that yeah briefly and uh, but they did get it finished and then uh, fs1 had to go to uh san diego state in new mexico i think it was for basketball and then they came back about yeah. one o'clock and um and finished the arca race and uh, uh live i think you could have watched it streaming or whatever but i didn't do that in fact i watched test pilot with uh, clark gable and uh, Myrna Loy. <laughs> But anyway, um, I went to bed. They uh, they came back and finished it last night, and it was over. I believe it was right at two o'clock. So, uh, and I went to bed after that. But yeah, it's uh, we're back in uh, 
not the full swing of it, but we're we're underway. Of course, we had a race at the end of January on my birthday, as a matter of fact, January 28th. Uh, 24 hours of Daytona was run, and um, we'll be talking about that too. Uh, let me get back to our guest. We have uh, Deb Williams. Um, we had to do some shuffling because Jeremy had a great event at Rockers on Wednesday, on, Wednesday, yeah. on Valentine's Day, and talked to Jeremy a bit and lined him up for the show. And I said, well, can you come on at, um, at 12 o'clock? And he pulled out his phone and he said, well, uh, actually, I'll be qualifying from 1030 to, to 12. And I said, well, uh, can you talk to us from the car? Yeah. And he went, no, I can't do that. So anyway, we got him at 1020, and uh, so he'll be coming up here in just uh, just about 10 minutes. And then we have Mike Helton at 11. Right. And, you know, I'm not, I don't know. It may come out when I'm talking to him. I have to think about it. But uh, Sunday will be the 23rd anniversary of Earnhardt's death, which, yeah. you know, Mike played a big part in yes. the announcement. He did the announcement yes. to the world. So. But, we, you know, several years ago, I think when it hit on a, another February the 18th, we did address it, and he told the whole story, so I'm not going to make him go through all that. Yeah. We have plenty of other stuff. I think cover. a big story is about this whole thing is, you know, you go down to Speed Week, and, you know, everything's going along pretty good. But then my telephone goes ringing, and like I say, I was a little bit under the weather. And I was trying to keep track of things. And my oldest brother, Darrow, who built all the motors for Bud Moore Engineering for years and years. But he said, he said, well, where's the speed? So it ain't running but 181. Well, we talked about that, and I checked it out last night. Uh, let, me, let me finish one more thing I was doing to guess. So Deb is going to come on after Mike at 1120, thereabout. And, uh, and then at noon, we're going to have Mike Hill, who's... Uh, He's a non-regular, regular on the show. Right. I mean, he's, uh, he's going to be on just as often as I can get him to come on. But I hope he, he does. He's not on the, he's good. He's not on the uh, opening like I wanted to do, but he's, uh, he's a regular part of the show, and I look forward to uh, him talking about speed weeks and what you're talking about with the speeds, Greg. I'll get to that in a second. Yep. And, uh, and, of course, the 24 hours of Daytona when – their car, our car, the Wheeling Engineering Cadillac number 31, smashed the track record and led most of the race. And they came down for the finish, and uh, they had, like, enough time to do uh, another lap. And even the announcers, if I'm not mistaken, because I was, you know, the Wheeling car was running second, uh, about a second behind the leader. And uh, they said, well, this should be the white flag, because, you know, they... Right. Well, at least 24 and hours. And him, too. And they threw the checkered flag. <laughs> so they didn't have a last lap. And uh, Mike and I were like, what? Because we were texting back and forth during it. And, uh, and you know, I almost watched that whole thing. I watched as much as I could. I finally, about 5 o'clock in the morning, went to sleep till around 8.30. <laughs> but that's as close to I've that's ever dedication. come to. I mean, I went one year, and I couldn't even sit up for all of it. But, uh Anyway, uh, we'll talk to Mike at 11 o'clock. I mean, I'm sorry, at 12 o'clock in our final hour. And we got all this paper I printed out last night. To look at the, Just briefly look at some of the, the schedules and everything uh, in all the different series. So, uh, But right now we've had one IMSA race and 
duck cars are getting fired up this weekend, but I got to tell you, the weather is miserable. I watched the Weather Channel this morning. My phone is saying 100% chance of rain today and 95% tomorrow, and I just, I don't, I've been wrong before mm. many times, but I don't see any way they're going to get this thing in. Uh, hope they do. Anyway, Monday's a bank holiday, so I'm, I'm off anyhow. <laughs> and listen, talking we were talking earlier about the truck race, and we're used to seeing a big wreck in Darlington, I mean in, in Daytona. Yeah. But that's the first time I remember the big one coming on lap six. Well, that was a pretty big one that truck flipped on the backstretch on the last lap. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, they tore up a lot of trucks last night. And the point I was going to make on what Greg just said was that um, the fastest qualifier for the trucks was 190 miles an hour. The fastest, well, they haven't qualified yet for Xfinity, and I, I, they probably won't. But the, um, the fastest practice speed yesterday was 186. And let me say that Jeremy is right there with him. He was sixth fastest out of 44. Uh, the fastest was like 186 points something. And Jeremy was just over 186, like .008 or something like that. So he is right there among them. Right. But anyway, trucks are running 190. Xfinity's running 186. And the cup cars ran 181. And I think they got it. Other, it should be the other way around. I mean, you I want all so. the speed. Well, I want all the speed I can get, you know. But I would think that your premier series, uh, not taking anything away from the others, but I would think the premier series would be the fastest. But there's a lot of people on uh, social media complaining about it. Uh, you know, uh, I think I saw one post that said 181 miles an hour uh, fastest speed this year, 100. Uh, 87 miles an hour was the fastest speed in 1986 or 1968 or something. Mm-hmm. It was a long time ago. So anyway, they, uh, you know, I, I think that's one of the problems, don't you, Greg, that they, they, they can't get away from each other. I mean, that, that's, you won't see anybody win by two laps ever again like Richard Petty and Buddy Baker and all those used to do. But on the other hand, there's, they're they're running slower and they're so tightly crammed together. You're getting these big crashes mm-hmm. and blocking and all this stuff and uh, you know. And that's what causes a lot of problems. You've got to scatter the cars out enough to where once the goodie goes out of the tire, and they run a few laps, then the guys that have their cars set up right, that's got the good motors and the cow and got all the goodies right, the cream rises to the top and you'll see a front bunch get out there and really go to do it and you don't have that no more i mean you don't you, and i just don't think that's in the spirit of what we need to be doing at daytona daytona was designed to run 200 miles an hour and you know nascar has been so excellent with safety features and, and this kind of stuff it's hard to criticize anything that they do but unfortunately, unfortunately sometimes after the fact but you're right right Right, but uh, they've been more reactive than proactive. But that's that's okay. But that 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 happens in, in a dangerous sport. But uh, but no, I, I think other, I think the biggest problem right now they got is the weather. I'd like seeing the cup cars run at least about 185, 186, uh, or what? at least pushing 190. You know, it's a key number at Daytona. Well, I think the key number to me. Numbers, I guess I could say, is I, 
I want to see them running at least 190. But 200 to me is the magic number. Yeah, well, and, and, yeah. and that's what I don't want to start harping now on how much I love the Indianapolis 500 because I, I got all I, do, I, I love it too. I got all season to do that, but they don't give a dad gum how fast they run. I mean, no. they, the, the track record up there, and they did slow them down once, but the track record's still 237 miles an hour. That's right. And, well, they're up over 230 now, and they're getting there. It's a flat race track, but they don't. Uh, you don't mean those whopping nine degree turns. <laughs> painted indianapolis i mean that track was made for like 75 miles an hour but the point is some some series encourage more speed it's more dangerous but you know figure that out with the cars it comes, and it Indy's done that by putting uh the halo and a windshield in them you know it's not it's still open cockpit but barely an indian and uh formula one of course they don't have any big super speedways or anything but they've uh they don't have the windshield. It's pretty much the same thing. It's flow through air. But, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm just a little disappointed. You won't be able to tell much different. Oh, in fact, somebody said that Atlanta is probably going to be faster than Daytona. It remains to be seen. It won't take long because Atlanta's coming up here in a couple of weeks, I think. Yep. But, uh, you know, I, I just I'm 100% for safety, and I'm 100% for letting them, letting them go, let them race. Oh. I, th- I think I think I read somewhere on the internet that they put a, a it's a smaller spacer, which is what used to be the restrictor plate. As, as, I guess that's between the they, they fooled the injuries with the yeah, and, and that yeah. slowed them down. But I didn't know they were going to do that, and um, you know I don't know. I, I think I think you'll be hearing more about it. I, I think I think the one thing that I, I mentioned time and time again, and, and it kind of falls on deaf ears because. You know, you got so many real good engine builders around, like like Clements and Hendricks and and Childress and all these people. Yeah, and tons of engineers Rouse. working on things. But uh, they need to get away from the restrict. Don't restrict nothing. Come up with a standard Venturi size and drop the cubic inches to five liters. Which is how many cubic inches? Three hundred five cubic inches. See, that's the whole thing. With the seven liters, you're at four twenty-seven inches. It's six liters. You're at three sixty-six. The only reason they come up with three fifty-eight because the blocks wouldn't stand certain bores and stroke combinations, so they dropped a little bit. But go ahead, and a five-liter engine is a big V8 motor, isn't it, Ronnie? I mean, don't don't you? Oh think? yeah. I mean, and it makes a lot of horsepower. Now that, they'll have to control the RPMs a little bit. You know, they have to watch their gear rules and some of that stuff. But let's put some. Let's put some engine builders. Let's put some ingenuity back in it. And you don't hardly hear too much about engine builders anymore. I mean, you do. I mean, there's, but but it's not like they used to. No. Not, not with I mean, nobody likes a crate the, series. Yeah. I mean, people buying crate motors. Oh, I'm going to put this motor in. Well, there's a lot goes into them damn motors. Well, I tell you, we can get back into this a little bit more with uh, Mike at, at noon because yeah. he's all over it, I'm sure. But right now, let's take a break and come back and talk to Jeremy Clements. You're listening again for the seventh year in a row. Start your ends on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555, and in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Set your alarm. All right. I've added it to reminders. 7 a.m. Every weekday, Spartanburg's best sports is on Bumpin' Run. Hosted by Tyler Sugar. That's the guy. That's the hero. We're talking sports and other stuff. Hear from local high school and college coaches, including USC Upstate, Clemson, and South Carolina. Two hours to begin your day. The Bumpin' Runway. Right here on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Spartan fans, Big South basketball is here. Xavier to Bailey, open three, got it! Catch every minute of USC Upstate Hoops action and be a part of the loudest atmosphere in the Upstate as we rock the Hodge during conference play. Levine finishes, count the basket. Single game tickets and group packages are available now. Visit upstatespartans.com slash tickets to lock in your seats today. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it's a pleasure to welcome our first guest, who's I guess waiting out the rain down in Daytona, Jeremy Clements. Good morning, Jeremy. Jeremy. Well, we don't have him. You there, 
You there, Jeremy? Well, y'all talk amongst yourself. I have done something wrong here. I'm afraid of this. Yeah, just call him back. Well, this past Wednesday, we, we had a really good event at Rockers that featured Jeremy and his race car. He's got a good-looking car again this year. They got some good stuff. I'm telling you now, the Clements, them got the, they got the right stuff. And Jeremy's got the right stuff. We just get the stars aligned right or something. Yeah. You know, or, or something. I, I think it's going to happen. They're going to have, have a good year. And they, they've had some, I thought they've had some good runs last year. Hey, I cut you off, I think. Uh, well, I think he's just about got him back here. Okay, well, let's try it again. I'm going to put you on hold, I hope. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, been, it's been a few weeks since we've been here, and the older you get, the worse you remember things. It, it's kind of like the tin man. We get a little bit rusty. Mm-hmm. Then we start getting real rusty. <laughs> but, yeah, but I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Uh, let me, uh, no, it's uh, try it again. I think it's uh, keep going. Okay, I, well, I think I think that I think that, that, that like we're having a, maybe an operator malfunction somewhere. Yeah, me. <laughs> No, but the event out at, at Rockers was really good. Had a good crowd out there. I, I heard that, and I hate I missed that thing, but I just, I cousin Black couldn't help it. And, and you know, Perry called me after it was over with and how great it was. And yeah. Everything. But, uh, you know, I, my biggest thing. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. My, my biggest thing was, was probably uh, just not falling off a bar stool. Or something and, and hitting the ground and everything. <laughs> but yeah, they, it, Jeremy and Tony, oh, yeah, they got they got some awful good stuff. There, Jeremy. Oh well, looks like he still got him on the line. Maybe no. Still there? Are you there? Okay, I'm I'm trying to figure this out. Well, we can tell Joe. Well, tell me this. When was the last time you were at the race in Daytona, Greg? The last time I was at the race at Daytona Beach, uh, me, and, me and Bud, me and Daddy, and Pearson was down there. It was 2-11 or 2-12. Okay. I, I, can't, I can't remember exactly what, what year it was. And, uh, I'm trying to think. Now, don't I remember a, a story that you've told once before about the trip back home being awfully quick? No, it was awful quick. <laughs> With your dad driving? Yeah, and Daddy was driving, and we come back, and, and uh, I think the world record we'd already set previously, <laughs> 10 years earlier. But we got back from Daytona Beach to Daddy's house in exactly five hours and 48 minutes. And that's almost undoable. But I kept, Absolutely. Look, I, I kept looking at the speedometer on the car, and I mean, it was calculating correct. And, uh, you know, I had a wristwatch. I know when we left and yeah. when we got home. But, uh, yeah, we come up. We come up. Uh, you know, we, we tried to, uh, to do some different things. But uh, I never forget while we're down there, me and Daddy and Pearson got 
Kyle Busch kind of corner. Kyle Busch uh-huh. was really. He, I mean, he's he still a good driver and does great. Yeah. I mean, he really was showing out pretty doggone good. Right. And NASCAR to come out with this white, white line uh, at the bottom, you know, you can't, or the yellow line or something. And we kind of was just amazed at some of the stuff that I think NASCAR kind of went overkill on. Now, other, unlike some of the other tracks, at Daytona, you can't go below the double yellow line, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, some tracks they'll let you go down to where it's completely flat. Well, I was watching a race the other night, and and we lost the 125 mile with Benny Parsons by about two foot. And Darrell Walker hey, broke the eighth to go around. Okay, I think we got it now. I can hear Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, how are you? I'm doing great. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I knew there would well, be something we, I would forget how to do over 12 weeks, and I, but now I know. We we had a flat tire. We got in there and changed it. We're all good now. <laughs> okay. That's my first caution flag of the year. I, I got bailed out, though. There you go. Now, it happened. As we're getting started right here, have they made any determination about how the weather's going to be the rest of today in Daytona? You know, I'm not a... I'm not a weatherman by no means, but I can definitely look at a radar and see it ain't happening today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Being honest. Well, go out there and check the I weather mean, rock, and if it's wet, that means it's raining. There you go. I mean, I, I wish uh, the, the worst thing being a, a racer here, just sitting around waiting is awful, really. I mean, there's nothing to do. It's just boring, and uh, I, honestly, when it looks as bleak as it does, you wish we'd just Say, okay, guys, it ain't happening. Come back uh, Monday morning at 11.30 when, when they said we'll race. So, uh, yeah, I wish I had good news for you, but I don't. Well, I don't think uh, I don't think moving anything up is going to help. I think it's going to be a matter of moving it all back to Monday. I watched the Weather Channel this morning, and it, I mean, I, see, I didn't see any chance. I mean, there's just it's solid, uh, solid rain until Sunday night, even in the Monday morning. Yes, very unfortunate for all of us here in the industry, our fans, everybody that's coming. It's the biggest race of the year, obviously. So it does suck, but, uh, you know, we have nobody has control over Mother Nature, so we just just make the best of it. And luckily, Monday looks sunny, so yeah. we, can, uh, we can hang out a couple of days once they call us, have a few beverages, <laughs> and, uh, and just wait around. I don't know. Now, from what I understand, yesterday you had a pretty good day at practice, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it was wasn't bad. You know, it's it's totally different, guys. Being honest with you, when you're out there with a small group of cars compared to whenever we race, you're out there two, three wide with a pack of thirty cars. So it's hard to get runs and get the energy up. So, but yeah, it was it was positive to see uh, drive our. Our uh, all South Electric one stop convenience store, Fox Sports Farmer Chevy, and she was as fast as 10G Network, so that was promising and drove well and did the things I wanted it to do. So that's all you can ask for at these plate races. And we can, when we, whenever we do race, if cars got speed, we'll go and try to survive. We've seen, uh, I don't know if you guys watched races last night. Was, I watched both of them. It was, uh, it was all hell broke loose. So I, <laughs> yeah. I sure hope our drivers watched that and, and thought we don't want to look like that 
So I, I'm I'm just hoping that we don't do the same stuff we just watched. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Greg. Anyway, no, what, Jeremy, this is Greg. I, I, I hate I missed the deal Wednesday night, and uh, I was planning on we going. We did, too. But, we missed you. I, I missed it bad, and I know you're down there running good. I know that you're like six, six, fifth, six fastest, uh, running real good. And y'all, y'all got the right stuff there and everything, but I just they got to bust the packs up a little bit, Jeremy. I mean, it, it, they got it just a little bit too condensed, and I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but they got to get off any kind of restriction that they're doing and this drop the cubic inches. I know it's going to cost a bunch of money, but look at the nurse it takes out of the motor. It takes half inch stroke out, you know, and parts costs and everything else. But I just, uh, I, I, I'd like to see the cup cars at least run 190 miles an hour, you know, and and the Cindy cars. I mean, they told us they'd run that fast. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't what do you I think they no... could do to uh, to break up the pack racing? I mean, uh, you know, and, and oh, that, I, I guess yeah. a lot of people love it, but it's I guess it's what you're going to have yeah. on these super speedways as long as uh, they've got the playing field so level. It's not going to happen, unfortunately, guys. I mean, when we're running a restrictor plate, they got these little small holes in them, and you're making 400, you know, 20, 30, 40 horsepower. It, it just it's the nature of the beast, and then. You take them off for running, you know, 230 miles an hour plus, and then when we crash and flip cars in the grandstands, that that just that that won't work. So we can't do that. I, I don't have the answers for sure, and they're put in a tough spot to make the rules they make. And you know, as a competitor, I'm just here to race. I don't really have any say so in any of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, in watching the truck race last night, the announcers were very critical of some of the drivers in the middle of the pack getting too aggressive too early what do you think about that definitely yeah i mean the truck series just got a lot of young drivers driving some fast trucks and just tons of inexperience i mean but how do they get experience too that's the next question because you got you got these short practice sessions that are nothing like you're going to be in the race and you you throw these young kids out there and I, i don't know that's what happens you know i mean when I started, we had way more practice, and it was just you had more time to get acclimated and used to things. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just totally different now. Not a lot of time to get you prepared, and then they go out there, and they really don't have to worry about anything. You know, a lot of them, uh, uh, families writing a check or whatever, they don't really care, and that's what you get. <laughs> you know, I was looking at the schedule here, and from uh, Daytona, they go to Atlanta. Uh, you go to Atlanta, and uh, I mean, that's they they sort of upgraded that to a super speedway. As far as uh, I, you tell me, if it's true or not, I mean, is it more similar to uh, Daytona and Talladega than it than it used to be before they uh, they made some change in a few years ago? Because I've been I've been hearing them say that uh, they may be running faster at Atlanta than they are at Daytona. Yeah, no doubt, Perry. I mean, we go to Atlanta. It's basically a speedway race now. As that track ages, though, it'll definitely get better. We run the same restrictor plate we do there or here too, and that's why you have that. But man, if you took the plates off there, we'd be—I mean, obviously, we'd still—we'd be going 200 plus miles an hour easily, and you'd be hanging on for dear life driving those cars. And you'd have to lift a lot more. And that right now, we don't have to lift, and you're just in a pack. But 
Atlanta is so much more narrower and smaller. It's a mile and a half. Yeah. You know, it's just way different, and you don't. But it's still the same kind of racing, just just different in a way. It's a smaller super speedway now to me. But it was uh, last year was a lot more fun to me driving there. The tracks losing grip, and we're not just solidly wide open in the pedal and handling starting to come into play. And I think you're going to see a good show there next week um, for sure. And glad that you know with the seems like the delay we're going to have racing Monday. I'm glad we don't have to go to Fontana <laughs> to race. You know, yeah. uh, when we're when we're going to race Monday, because it really puts stress on us as teams trying to get everything prepared. And the week after Atlanta, we go to Vegas and Phoenix, so it's a lot. I, I had a question for you um, Wednesday that I, I didn't get around to asking. We uh, we talked about several things. Oh, and by the way, you made a big fan out of Jake Wood. I'm telling you what, he stole my Jeremy Clements hat. And he stole uh, he stole something else that I had of yours and a t shirt uh, a t shirt and uh, you know you're a, you got a new fan I tell you what he's really <laughs> uh, he said does uh, we were driving back home and he says Jeremy have any merch and I said yeah he's got all kinds of stuff you can buy and he said well I I better have to get some because I'm uh, I'm really you know it gives you and I've told him this for years and it I've had this problem since Bud Moore left racing Greg uh, you, it, it is so much better when you've got a somebody to pull for and especially if you know oh, somebody sure. and uh you're it for spartanburg i mean and, and my son jake figured that out wednesday and uh so uh he's uh right now driving back that. to colorado wearing your hat <laughs> he wait 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 he's driving back to colorado yeah he, he's uh he's moving <laughs> oh, out my there goodness. he's moved well he spent the night no he left at spartanburg at about 10 o'clock yesterday morning and at 9 30 last night he was in uh podunk Oklahoma. I mean, it's not near any place. It's sort of near Fort Smith, Arkansas. Wow. But uh, and so he's going on to Colorado today. He's got a job. He's starting Monday. But um, no, Dang, was, that's a, no, I like the cannonball run or something. Yeah, but he's a. You got a new fan, is what I'm saying. But look well, at, actually, he's got two because Daredevil's friend Fireball met him Wednesday, and he's now a big Jeremy fan. Well, now you got a bunch of them, Jeremy. <laughs> I guess hey, you already knew that. I love that, and really, it means a lot to me. You know, going out to Rockers and meeting everybody for the pre pre race party kind of kick off the season deal. That's that's honestly a lot of fun, and kind of get to talk to people one on one and spend a little time. You know, and then take a picture and sign whatever. That that means a lot to me to do, and it's it's so much fun. And I appreciate obviously Fox Sports Spartanburg and Carolina Driveline and uh, Spartan Waste and Elite Towing for, for putting everything on for us to do all that. It's, it's definitely a lot of fun, and we've been doing it twice a year. We'll, I'm sure we'll do it again at the end of the year for Martinsville, but uh, definitely appreciate everybody coming by, even on a holiday or whatever you want to call Valentine's Day. I don't know, but people still came out, did uh, saw us, and then they went off and did their, their Valentine's Day dinner. So it was, it was fun to be a part of. Well, it was great seeing you in the, in the car, and uh, – uh, I, I'm looking. I'm still sort of scanning the schedule here. Y'all are back on the uh, the big oval at Indianapolis, right? Not no more road course. We we sure are. Yep. That's, that's a, great. That's a restricted plate race too. Oh, is it at Indianapolis? Yep. I didn't yep. know that. Well, um, yeah. This looks like a a wild schedule here. You still got uh, the Loop 110, which <laughs> was like a boat race last year in Chicago, and uh, yeah. 
a lot of these tracks, I mean, are you still spending a lot of time on um, on the simulator? Do you go up to Charlotte and do that quite a bit? Yeah, definitely. You know, we get to go uh, use this, the Chevrolet Tech Center. They have multiple simulators in there for Xfinity truck. They got Cup. They got IndyCar. Oh, they wow. They have the IMSA. So this is a big place, huge place with hundreds of people working in there uh, uh upstairs is like a there's computers everywhere and then downstairs it's kind of broken off where the simulators are in different rooms and it's so nice and we're i mean it's so cool to be able to use that kind of stuff but it takes a lot of preparation on our crew chief's part mark setzer and our engineer lonnie and those guys they worked hard to get all that ready and then uh yeah, so we get to go up there weekly, and we spend hours on it. You know, usual session. Our usual sessions are, are Wednesdays, 11 to 1.30. Then we'll have some come up sometimes, and uh, we'll have additional time. It's all kind of allotted for different teams, so you got to make appointments, and you you got to try to get a time slot. So the big teams honestly get more time than we do, but I'm still grateful for the time that we do get. You know, you just brought up an interesting point that I never had thought of. I just thought you dummy me i just thought you sat down at the thing and started playing it like a video game but i mean is no. it does your crew chief set the simulator up like like he would set the car up for say daytona or anywhere yeah definitely so i never thought of season, that over the off season most of our cars went went there and they literally scanned the chassis every part of the car suspension wise spring shock Everything is scanned, and it's put into the system. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of work wow. done before I even get to drive the car. You put in the setup, and you go to each track, and, yeah, I mean, everything from the tire data to the bodies, the arrow, it's, it's all in there. The, the closer you can get it, the more real life it can be. That's what we're after. Because, we, like I said earlier, we have linear practice time, so this is what we're trying to achieve now. So there's just... It's amazing to me. I get the easy part, in my opinion. I mean, those guys say they can't drive the car. Well, I can't. I can't do what they do. So it's kind of same thing. But uh, it's it's just amazing all they do. And then like so, they put it all in after it's all scanned. Mark gives Lonnie the engineer the setup that we're running, and then they both sit in there behind like it looks like a like a war room kind of. There's computers everywhere, and then you got the the Chevy. There's there's the Chevy people. There's usually one or two of those guys in there, and they run the machine. So there's there's a lot to it. You know, that's that's part of it I never thought of, and I've got a couple of other thoughts that I, that that I'll talk about later. But um, I got to ask you: Did you ever get confused or lost and go into the wrong room and cut a few laps around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in an Indy car? No, oh, no, definitely not. No. I mean. <laughs> the the doors the doors are marked with uh, the the series the appropriate series so I I usually know I mean there's two basically there's two rooms for us so I I know where to go exactly but I would love to drive the Indy car it'd be so much fun I bet it would you might be sneak into that other room that's what I was saying you know heck with the sign just go on in there yeah go on in there like, like that but you know uh, Jeremy we being a friend of my neighbor we, we flew with simulator deal and we we got a pretty sophisticated. And and it is it is just like about being there, and uh, but it sounds to me like they've carried a simulator deal to the point where it's like Lockheed Wind Tunnel. I mean, you know, 
you got security, you've got this, you got that, and people are odd numbers and, and stuff. But I, I, I'm, I'm really amazed that they've carried the simulator thing that far. Uh, anyway, it, 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 it's truly amazing. It's truly amazing. It is, and I, you know, I'm grateful of Chevrolet. You know, they're spending a ton of money as as the other manufacturers, I guess. Yeah, I don't see what they have, but they're they're just spending a ton of money to be able to do this stuff and make these race teams better. And then you know, vice versa, we we want to sell vehicles so we can <laughs> so we can keep the racing going. So go out there and buy a Chevy product so we can keep racing. <laughs> hey, let me ask you one more question before we have to let you go because I really, uh, unfortunately, I, I cheated you out of a couple of minutes because I couldn't put the phone on hold. But anyway, um, if the uh, obviously. Well, I say obviously. I would assume that qualifying's not going to happen. How how will they align the field based on the uh, points from last year? I mean, for the Xfinity race, because uh, I, I don't I don't know if they're y'all are going to qualify or not. But I kind of have I kind of doubt it. Or would they use the practice piece? Yeah, basically, positions will be first sign of the highest ranked thirty vehicles in the team owner point standings from last year. So it looks like we'll be starting twenty first. Okay. Well, Jeremy, uh, once be, we, go ahead. I was just saying, be six cars that don't make the race, and that that sucks that they didn't even have a shot to. But yeah, yeah, we're like I said, I appreciate y'all having me on, and looking forward to getting the race whenever that is, <laughs> and uh, going fast, and hopefully trying to win again for Spartanburg and our our team. Everybody's worked so hard. Very proud of the effort, and appreciate uh, Ryan Delaney, Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spartan Waste, Carolina Driveline, everybody that is behind the 51 Chevy every weekend. Well, we certainly, I tell you what, you make it fun. You really do. I meant every word of what I said, and you know we're uh, we're 100% with you, and we'll be watching very closely, I guess maybe Monday, sometime Monday morning or Monday afternoon, because I don't think it'll happen tomorrow, yeah. but whatever it is, best of they, luck to you, Jeremy. Yeah, they, just so you know, if it does get canceled, it'll be 11.30 a.m. Monday morning for the Xfinity Series. Okay, so now I got it, it, the banks are closed, and I get to sleep in. So I guess I'll have to get up about eleven o'clock and get my eyes open. There you go. I, what is there a holiday Monday? President's Day. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you need some cash uh, and you need to go to the bank Monday, you can't. So anyway, <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully you'll be. No, thank you. Well, hopefully maybe you'll be trying to make a big deposit. That would be good. <laughs> there you go. Hey, luckily they. Uh, they just wire you the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works, too. Hey, Jeremy, best That's of luck right. to you, buddy. And uh, we're with you 100% always. And uh, be safe down there, and we'll be watching. Perry, thank you all for having me. I do appreciate it. And I hope you have a good rest of the show, and we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you, buddy. Bye. All right. Jeremy Clemens, good guy. Very good guy. I ran a bunch over there, but it was because I gypped him out so much time at the front. Let's take a break, come back, and uh, touch on a few subjects, maybe recap the truck race from last night uh, before we talk to Mike Helton. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
There's a brand new bar now open on Spartanburg's west side. Two Jim's Bar is now open next to Palmetto Spirits. Two Jim's Bar offer wine tastings for $10 with $10 coming off the price of the bottle. It's the only place where you can try anything they offer before you buy it. Stop by any night of the week for a good time and great drinks. Monday night is comedy night. A Tuesday night stand trivia from 6 till 8. On Wednesday night, team trivia and golden tea tournaments. Thursday night is ladies night. And on Fridays, they have live music and karaoke. Don't forget to try the wings. They're fantastic. Stop by Two Jim's Bar on the west side next to Palmetto Spirits and Tattoo Warehouse. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Finding something delicious to match my mood can be a challenge, but McDonald's kills it every single time. Like when I need something with a little oomph, that's when I reach for a classic and melty McDouble. When I want something with a little mmm, that's when I go for a crispy and juicy McChicken. And with Mix and Match, I can get two faves for just $3.49, like a McDouble with a McChicken or small fries. And now, my mood calls for a little oomph and mmm. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price.
welcome back to start your engines. And I tell you what, they're <coughs> excuse me, weather is playing havoc in Daytona with our schedule. Um, Deb just said that they moved some uh, some of their driver availabilities when they get to interview the drivers and things around. So uh, instead of us having her on at 11:20, she's going to be 12:20. So we'll have her sometime after we get done with Mike uh, Hill. So okay. Um, Last night they ran the trucks and ARCA, and I can t- touch on the trucks here for a few minutes. Um, they ran the, uh, it was the Fresh from Florida 250, and as Ronnie said earlier, it was a crash fest as usual, and they had a real big one early, <clears throat> and then they had one on the last lap where uh, one Rock guy, Ruth was poised to possibly win. But he caused a big wreck. <laughs> He's the one that caused that one on the last lap. He was running like second or third, and they were in a big pack, and, you know, they're going crazy because I think it was already a green-white checker. And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, he's learning, and he's in a good truck. It's a Hendrix truck. Yeah. It was the Hendrix uh, number 71, and uh, he was. He was poised to win the race uh, after starting 20th, but he didn't. And Nick Sanchez was the winner in a Chevrolet, uh, followed by Rajah Carruth, who uh, – they just got, you know, how they're going down that back stretch, and they're, they're sw- switching lanes and side drafting and all that stuff, and it just, they just was inevitable. And the fact that he – and he felt bad about it. He mentioned in the, when they interviewed him after the race that, you know, I, I hate what happened back there, but, you know, that's, uh, that's the way it is. So Nick Sanchez was the winner, and he, he said something interesting. He said that when he was a little boy – well, he didn't say it. The uh, announcer said it that uh, when he was a little boy, his uncle took him to Homestead Miami Speedway to see his first race, and he's wanted to be a race driver ever since. And, uh, of course, I saw a lot of races down at Homestead. I was down there when they built the thing. So uh, Nick Sanchez was the winner. Second, Rajah Carruth. Third, coming over from um, ARCA is Corey Heim. Fourth, Brett Holmes. Fifth, Spencer Boyd. Sixth is uh, Stephen Parsons. And I'm not sure, at, is that... Do you know if that's... Uh, I don't know. Well, it's Phil and Benny's nephew, maybe, something like that? Could be. Okay. Um, he was sixth. Seventh was Matt Crafton. Eighth, Timmy Hill. Ninth, Brian Duzot. And tenth was Christian Eckes. Uh, looking on down the line, Tony Breidigan, who's the... Uh, of course, we always mentioned her last year in, in ARCA as the... Uh, Victoria's Secret model. She's moved up full-time to trucks and ran pretty well, but she got caught up uh, in a wreck and got some damage and actually was the last truck running, and she finished 27th. Uh, Johnny Sauter led a lot. He crashed. Uh, he started second, led a lot, and but he crashed and finished 29th. And Ben Rhodes, your uh, defending champion, who's won it two of the last three years, the championship in trucks, uh, was 30th. He was caught up in a crash. And let's see, uh, I guess that's about all the big names. Um, Dad Moffitt, Ty Dillon, they were the last two. So anyway, they ran the truck race last night. And the points, um, as of uh, after one race, Tyler Ankrum is uh, leading the points. I am not sure how he did that uh, since he did not win the race and uh, finished 11th. So... Somebody is going to have to figure that out for me. But what I'm looking at, fresh, fresh off the press, Tyler Ankrum is first, 
Second is Nick Sanchez. Christian Eck is third. Fourth is uh, Brett Holmes. Fifth, Matt Crafton. Uh, nope, tied. Fourth is Brett Holmes and Matt Crafton. Sixth is a tie between Corey Heim and Ty Majeski. Eighth is Rajah Carruth. Ninth is a tie with Spencer Boyd and Bailey Curry. And Stefan Parsons is 11th. So that's the way the trucks uh, sorted out after a crash-filled race last night. But And if you want to watch some, some good young drivers, the truck series is really the one you ought to watch. Yeah, and ARCA um, has always been a, a breeding ground since they uh, started running Daytona in 1964. Now, ARCA's been around, I think, since 1953. But uh, that's uh, a place where you've seen a lot of drivers uh, get their first win, get a big win, like uh, Davey Allison, Kyle Petty. Remember, he ran the first race he ever ran in ARCA. Yeah, and, paid number one card. No, it was number 44. It was, it, a, it was their leftover Dodge Magnum. It was a leftover Magnum 44. You're right, Perry. Yeah, and... Um, run good, too. Yeah, won. <laughs> <laughs> he won. Yeah. He won the race. Uh, last I checked, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah, ARCA trucks uh, are a real... You know, I, I was going to say uh, a, a jumping-off point to move up to the big time, and it is, and, and I... I can say that honestly, but, you know, Xfinity, I think it's, uh, honestly, it's not just because we're involved with it here at the station with Jeremy's car and everything, but it's getting pretty close to a cup. I mean, it's faster as it is right now. Yeah. Plus, um, you know, uh, a, a lot of drivers, not a lot, a few drivers have given up cup to go back and run Xfinity, which right. is exactly what A.J. Allmendinger, who by no means is anywhere near the end of his career, he just... Uh, he said he enjoyed racing on Saturday better. I tell you who else was like that was uh, Randy LaJoy back when he used to have those feuds with Buckshot Jones and, and the, those great races back in the early 2000s. And although it's still expensive, Xfinity's not nearly as expensive to run as the cup races. No, it's not. But, and I don't think Jeremy would want me to give a figure, but, you know, they're getting their engines this year from uh, Hendrick. And... Um, it's a pretty penny a month. But, you know, Greg and I were talking about it driving over here. If you look at, there's a race almost every week, the amount that they're paying for, and I don't know all the fine print and everything, but for the amount that they're paying, you know, that's good for four races, I guess, you know, three or four races. And I don't know if they get a new num a new engine every week or, or what. How did it, you, know, you were telling me coming over here, Greg, we only got a minute, but uh, you said y'all paid $100,000 a month to, um, uh, Yates for engines back uh well no what we did Barry we we actually back in uh in 94 we'd worked out a deal that you know we thought our restriction plate program was what might not have been what it's supposed to be but, uh but no we we paid a hundred thousand dollars to Robert Yates but that was only for the use of four engines we didn't get to keep them you know they were like loaners and they were good motors fresh motors and uh, that's a lot of money. It, 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 you put a lot of money in them engines, and uh, the, the sport is expensive. And, uh, it's just the different things. But uh, I, I guess it gets about the same thing. You know, it, it takes rectangular dollars cubic inches. <laughs> you know, rectangular dollars. Main, mainly rectangular dollars to, to go fast in this business. But uh, it, we still got the best show on earth. 
I, I, I still contend it when we tell Mike that we're going to talk to him and everything else. And we're going to talk to him in about uh, five minutes or so as we're coming up on the top of the hour break. Special three-hour edition of Start Your Engines, and we got one of them behind us. So let's take a break and come back and talk to Mike Helton. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Download our app on your smartphone or mobile device. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. Basketball Hall of Famer and former longtime Maryland head coach Lefty Drizel passed away today at the age of 92. Drizel won 786 games during a 40-year head coaching career that included 21 20-win seasons. Drizel was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2018. The 14 finalists for the Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2024 were revealed on Friday at NBA All-Star Weekend. Headlined by Vince Carter and Chauncey Billups, the inductees will be announced at the Final Four in April. On Friday night, UConn star Paige Becker is announced she will be returning next season and not going to the WNBA. And in golf, Tiger Woods withdrew from the second round of the Genesis Invitational at Riviera on Friday due to illness. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member of FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555, and in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer, visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. Here come the Blue Devils. Give it to Roach. Flying in. Off the window. Counted in a foul. Ball take. Oh! Blocked by Filipowski. Get that out of there. Bleed. Blue. Gets a screen for Flip. Turns it down. Kick to left. Mitchell a three. Big time! The dynasty continues. 
We have you covered all season long for the excitement of Blue Devil basketball. Here on the Blue Devil Sports Network from Learfield. Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and National Press Association Hall of Fame journalist Deb Williams, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and with our special guests. Here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it's great to welcome our first guest, Mike Helton. Mike, it's Greg. We appreciate you coming on board today and, and be, being part of the show as you always do. And I, I, I feel bad even, you know, when we've got weather problems around the racetrack, that means a bunch. But uh, how's everything actually going down there? It looks like we've had some pretty good events. We, we, we have, and thanks, guys, for including me again. Uh, always. We the uh, you know we finished with a lot of momentum at the end of 23 and it felt like it were picking that up and continuing on at beginning of 24 and everything up until this morning is has been really uh, good and exciting and uh, mother nature decided to step in so we'll see how all this unfolds the next two days but in the meantime, everything is it's always good, Greg, as you remember, to start the new season down here and watching the new paint jobs and uniforms and everything come out of the haulers. And, but, uh, and that's what kind of makes Daytona very special. But we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. But we're excited about the 24 season. Yeah, I think you got to say new wraps instead of paint jobs, don't you? Well, yeah. <laughs> I stand corrected. I showed my age. Yeah. Well, well, you're younger than me, buddy. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't think they painted them for a while. But no, um, we just had Jeremy Clements on, and uh, he said that his understanding was that likely they were going to probably run their race at 11:30 Monday morning. Does that jive with what but, you know? Well, uh, you know, we haven't officially decided on anything, so I don't want to speculate or jump the gun on all that, but. There's there's dialogue about what to do if we don't get it in today, and it's it's every hour that goes by makes it tougher to yeah, figure well, out what we can do. So, but uh, no no doubt know, about uh, Mike. Yeah, the Fox folks are, are really good about being flexible. Thank goodness for us and the weather and everything. But we'll uh, we'll make it official here in a little bit on the decision what to do and when to do it. But you know, like I've always said, Mike, the strange thing is. You never, you never know what we may get up tomorrow or something, and it may be Bill France weather. You, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and NASCAR's always been so great about dancing around the weather, dancing around the circumstances. It, it, it's incredible the job y'all do. But uh, Well, and, and today's resources are really, really good. Um, you know, in the past, we'd have to stick our head out to holler and see if it stopped raining. Yeah, that's right. Now we've got a lot of technology that helps us figure out what's going to happen in the next 15 minutes or the next 15 hours. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it uh, the weather works against you. But it's, it's you so, to, to adopt the radar, what you stick on me, you had it on the side of the truck. And, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and it got to where 
I spent more time at the side of, side of the NASCAR hauler looking at the rain because, you know, that anticipated everything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I know it, 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 rain and racing don't mix, but uh, I'm sure everything worked out real good regardless whether it's run tomorrow or Monday. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, Mike, I, I want to touch on something before we get into some, uh, and we always have great discussions with you and, and some get pretty involved, but before this gets lost in everything, and I haven't even mentioned it on the show and we've already done an hour, but, you know, during the off-season, uh, you know, we've been off for 12 weeks. Well, this this is our first show back. You know, we lose some some people uh, that are de- near and dear to the sport, and I would just like to get your thoughts on uh, Kel Yarborough passing away because they don't get any bigger, and you talk about Daytona, you're talking about Kel Yarborough. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? I know you were probably very close to him. So, it, you know, and it's, it's tough to have to say goodbye to people that really – got you jazzed up over the sport or he, and and then when you add on top of that the relationship or friendships you've got with them it, it makes it even more difficult but the I think you know our calendar catches up with all of us but in the meantime Kale was one of the toughest uh, uh, most strategically aggressive driver that, that I remember in the early days and and so, you know, losing him was tough because he, he was such an iconic uh, figure, not just in the on the racetrack, but but throughout the garage area and everything he kind of did in the sport was uh, was was bigger than life. And he was one of the toughest guys that that I remember in that era because he just he he, he looked tough when he got in the car, and he looked tough when he got out of the car he was you know in those days when you drivers got out and you took off the goggles and you had to look like a raccoon face and <laughs> and then he you know he he fought and thrashed like everybody else did but he he seemed to have that extra oomph when it came to going fast and 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 moving around in a race car and i i think a lot of people particularly in my era in our era is remembers him as is why we watch the sport right so when you have to say goodbye to him that's that's doubly tough and we also had to say goodbye to ken squire oh yes know, in, that, in that window and, and ken did so many things not on the racetrack but around the racetrack to to tell us about the sport and build the sport and everything so you know the older we get the more people we have to say goodbye to but uh, those two over the over the breaks and everything was, was tough to do I just want to thank the good Lord for a good, safe race. Kale used to say that every time he won one, I believe. (laughs) He'd the first thing out of his mouth. And he would test the boundaries, wouldn't he? Yeah. He was, uh, (laughs) you know, I I just, I always pull for Bud Moore and Cotton Owens and the Spartanburg cars, especially Bud Moore. But, man, when Kale would come around, especially Atlanta in the old configuration, or or Rockingham, because I would sit down real close in the infield and uh, right up against the fence. And, boy, he'd come through there within that, that Junior Johnson uh, Holly Farm Chevrolet with, with his head hanging out the window, you know, against the window net. And it was, I can see the sun bouncing off of it. And he was just, man, he was uh, he was going to the front, <laughs> no doubt about it. You didn't see him stroking. If it were up to him, he was going up to the front, you're right. Oh, no doubt about that. You know what he took me to back tail? What was it, Bristol? I mean, well, he was awesome everywhere. 
day, Daytona was one of the main ones in, in Bristol and Martinsville. You just keep going on and on. He was great at all of them, but he had such good body strength, upper body strength and everything. Yeah. And people like Buddy Baker and Bobby Allison and some of the other guys that were super great too said he must have a neck so strong because you know the driftful forces are pulling your head, you know, and the car's yeah. moving around. And uh, but hell, he could stand up to it. I mean, he 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 epitomized really. And it's like we've always said, uh, NASCAR racing has always partially been about endurance racing. And uh, about 500 miles is a long way to run. And, uh, but yeah, he'd be sorely missed. But but that's NASCAR done the right thing. That's what we got a Hall of Fame for to honor these people. And, and it's, just, it's wonderful. Yeah, and he, 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 all, the, all the things that you two guys are talking about are the iconic things that Kelly Yarbrough reminded us of in our sport. And so when we look back and we look at people that made us fans, and the people we consider to be heroes, you know, Kale was, and Greg, some, some people said he didn't even have a neck. He just, <laughs> he just sat on right. his shoulders, but, <clears throat> but in those days were drivers who put straps on their helmets to keep it, you know, pulled in one particular direction to help them get through the race and everything. You're right, Kale, but these guys back then just got in the car and they, they just ran as hard and for long as, as quick as they could. And, and that's, in today's, garage most of our drivers are very physically fit they're very and then they work on it they they work on all their their physical training their mental training and everything to be the drivers that they are today and, and put the races on the way we do in an extremely great fashion but but you know when you were talking about tail going around bristol or or anywhere he drive he drove like a he, he drove like a, a wrestler uh, <laughs> And, and he just he's just one of those guys that you'll always remember as being bigger than life. Yeah. We're talking to NASCAR Vice Chairman Mike Helton, who always joins us on our first show, and we really appreciate that. Um, let me change gears here just a little bit. Uh, 24 hours of Daytona, and I know uh, you are – we feel like the house car. The house car in Xfinity, of course, is Jeremy Clements, and the house car in the studio for uh, – IMSA would be the 31 wheel engineering Cadillac, and uh, they broke the track record down there. And I know you went over to Le Mans, and and you were rode Atlanta. I guess I know you were a couple of years ago. They won the championship again, and uh, but Dad Gum, that was close at Daytona. And uh, did I miss something? Uh, I mean, did they not throw a white flag because it seems like he would should have had one more lap to do something? Well, and and you know I. I most of the, the competitors in the garage area said that the, the timing of the finish really wouldn't have made much difference in the outcome. And some of them even say that you helped us because we were worried about fuel. But but we we, we did make a mistake there at the end, and, and it was uh, just we're still human. Yep. Uh, and and as much technology as we rely on, the human part of us are still running races and everything. So. It happens from time to time, and fortunately, it's very unusual for it to happen. But uh, the the white flag came out kind of in the middle of the pack on the last lap, and then the leader who uh, went by the start-finish line before the white flag came out ended up getting a checkered flag 
So I don't know that it had an outcome on the event, but the 31 car, the Cadillac that uh, Action Express put together, they come out of the box ready to go. They, they practiced fast. They qualified fast. They raced. And I don't know that, and I've been around for a few 24-hour races down here, uh, but I, I don't know that I've ever seen one that was so competitive for all 24 hours. That's right. I agree. And very, that, very that's, that's that a too. testament to the to the equipment, the, the Cadillacs, the Porsches, the, the BMWs, all the different cars that just in the teams that do it, whether it's Action Express or Penske or or Chip Ganassi or Wayne Taylor. I mean, that they're... It was it was one of the most entertaining race-wise events that I've ever seen at an endurance race like that. Now we, you mentioned Le Mans, and we were all caught up in Le Mans, following that Camaro and keeping our fingers crossed that it would make it 24 hours, and it lived beyond our expectations. Quite frankly, everything that happened over there, we couldn't have written a script and then made the outcomes come out well. We could have, <laughs> we wouldn't have had a mechanical problem if yeah. we could have done that, but. But uh, and so that was that was the, the attention focused on one car. But during a 24-hour race here a few weeks ago, it just seemed like all night long, all day, all night, and all the next morning, the cars were very racy and very competitive. Well, I was just telling the boys here that uh, and the people listening that um, that's the closest I ever came to watching the whole race. I, I, I finally fell asleep about five in the morning and woke up at 8:30. But I was, in, I was in it for the rest of it, and it, it was a really good race. I love those cars because they're all in that top class. Uh, I, I, was that GTP? I mean, they're just uh, yeah. um, they're so close, and the, the drivers are great. It's just a fantastic series. And got Sebring coming up soon, which uh, <laughs> uh, if you remember last year, the first two guys took the first two cars, took each other out, and uh, the Action Express uh, number 31 won that one too. Stuff right in there, yeah. Now we've had some some tremendous IMSA races, and and I think as the world gets smaller and and the the American stock car fans get more exposed because of the crossover between drivers and car owners and different manufacturers, that I think the the sports car environment in North America is getting more and more uh, entertaining and credibility and following. Uh, so that's that's good for. IMSA and it's good for the sports car world it's good for all the motorsports and then in the meantime we try to keep NASCAR uh, popular and, and entertaining and uh, you know we've got a lot of we've, we've gone through some transitions and I, I blame part of it on me just getting older but the newer drivers are uh, they, I used to think I worked with my my uncles and then I felt like I was I was managing my brothers and sisters, and then I got to, I got to feeling like, well, now I'm responsible for my kids. Now I feel like I'm responsible <laughs> or, or have some kind of a role in the responsibility around my grandkids. I knew that's where you so, were going. I knew you were headed so, that way. That's right. He's so right. Watching all these young guys come out of here and do the things that they're doing right now, I think is really, really great for NASCAR. Yeah, you know. And, I just want to touch on one more thing before we let you go. I know you're busy, whether it's raining or not. You're a, you're a busy man at Daytona all the time. But, um, you know, it, it, it sort of sticks out to me, and, and we've already talked about it on the show this morning, that the trucks uh, qualified, I think, at 190, and uh, the Xfinity cars practiced yesterday. Yesterday, I know Jeremy ran 186, 
But the uh, the Cup cars qualified at 181. I think was the fastest. Is, is it just seems like that the the order is flipped with uh I just always thought the Cup cars would be faster. Is this a I don't mean to say problem, but was this something that's that's come to NASCAR's attention that maybe uh, it shouldn't be that way, or is that okay, or what do you think about that? Because the trucks put on a great show, man, but they were flying. Yeah, and and I would I would tell you that if you watch the cup practice speeds that crept up above the qualifying speeds, okay, the big difference in Daytona and Talladega is one car out there by itself, and then when the guys get out for practice or the race itself that speed picks up quite a bit. So we kind of try to manage the qualifying speed, knowing what's going to happen in the race. And it, you'll see 10, 12-mile, 15-mile-an-hour difference when they get in a pack racing. So, But, you know, we're, 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 we're very mindful of the NASCAR fan that expects NASCAR entertainment and the racing to be the racing. And... and we, for a long time, Greg, you you were a big part of this. You and your dad were a big part of the faster you go, the better you were. And, um, you know, we're talking about Cale Yarborough. He's the guy that cracked the 200 mile an hour, but he, he went sailing afterwards. But the, the, the So the different issues that NASCAR's had to deal with from a, from a league, making sure that drivers and crew members and fans are safe, sometimes put us in a pickle where we, you know, the car could go a lot faster if we let it, but we, we kind of keep it in check. But I think the biggest thing in Daytona, particularly in Daytona, but even in Talladega, the one lap or one car making a lap speed is going to be uh, a good bit, well, not a good bit, but it's, it's, it's slower than the racing speed will be. And so we manage around the racing speed because that's when everybody's running close to each other. Mike, let me ask you one question. And I always save it for last to see if I can uh, get a big scoop out of you for our show. Our, our, but And you know what's coming. Do you see anything on the horizon for uh, another make joining us? Hopefully BMW from Spartanburg. Let me let me ask you one question, then I'll answer you. Have you ever got your scoop? Well, uh, we've never had a bad interview with you, but you've never said, yeah, we're going to have Chrysler next year. That's what I'm waiting to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did. It, it, I want you to announce something takes, big on our show. <laughs> well, I'll save it till we've got something big, and I'll call. I'll call <laughs> in, and we'll do it with you. Oh, that'll be great. Uh, but the, the, there's a there's a lot of conversations going on, and then in the modern era, when we in our organization, the fans, families, businesses of racing and motorsports and everything, you got to blend. We were talking a while ago about the IMSA products that have a lot of manufacturers involved in it worldwide. And then the NASCAR uh, is is very much an American stock car uh, product. Uh, so we continue to have conversations. And I really believe that the Garage 56 program in Le Mans last year got a lot of people's attention that may not have thought NASCAR was as sophisticated and as technology-driven uh, racing as they did in the past. And so... That's attracted a lot of interest and in a lot of different things, but it, it takes a while to figure all those parts and pieces out. Every time we get an opportunity to get in front of somebody, we'll get in front of them. Well, Mike, can you tell us what conversation happened to decide that there would be no dirt racing this year? No, I think, you know, we're, we're in, if you remember in a, some of our previous eras, we, we were, 
because the consumer, our race fans, uh, relied on continuity, and so we we tried to put, and we still do today. You know, Daytona 500 is going to be before President's Day. Darlington is going to be back to Labor Day, thank goodness. Uh, but but in the, also in the meantime, you look at the last four or five years, and I think COVID taught us that we can do things different today than we used to do it. So we, you know, Bristol tried the dirt, uh, ran it for a few years, and said, okay, we need to go back, and now we go back to where it used to be, and and it's it's unique again. And so we we go to L.A. Stadium and run the Clash. We go to Chicago and run the streets, and and I think that's that's NASCAR, modern NASCAR. That's that's NASCAR looking for opportunities to do what it does, and and there's a lot of um, very specific events that will keep their heritage and tradition. Coca-Cola 600, Daytona 500, Darlington, and there's a handful of others. But but I think the the particularly Ben Kennedy, who's got a fresh modern look at things, has taught us that we can we can do different things every year, and and it adds to the enthusiasm and excitement of NASCAR. So to answer your question, I think. We did it for three years, and and you know now we want to go back to back to the surface two times a year in Bristol, and then we'll figure out what we're going to do fun and exciting next. Well, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you left out the biggest one to me, and that's putting them back on the speedway at Indianapolis instead of the road course. I love that. And then and, and you're right, I, and I did miss that. I apologize. For no, that. that's okay, so, but that's I'm, I'm excited about that too. I'm I'm thinking that we get back on that big oval and. You know, I'm I'm all for road racing, and me too. Road racing is a great product, and uh, but uh, to me, NASCAR is is oval racing, yeah. and uh, and we do a lot of fun things on road courses, and I think we've become pretty good road racing drivers. Now, Greg, your family had good racers back in Riverside and everything, but you, they they weren't traditional stock car drivers back then; they were more sports car drivers. But we. We've come really good a long way, and I think we, and I think Jimmy Johnson is so dead in Le Mans that our drivers and our equipment can compete with other forms of motorsports on road racing. But I think if you're going to do 36, 38 weekends a year, NASCAR's mainstay is oval racing, and now being able to go back to the oval at Indianapolis is one of those moments where we get to go back and do what a lot of our fans remember us doing. But there's also a lot of new fans that's not seen that yet. Yeah, exactly right. But Mike, I tell you what, I appreciate you coming on the show. It means so much to us, and uh, you know whose side we're on, and that's NASCARs. And and uh, which I still think we got the best show out there. And uh, the road racing thing, I, I think it was great that NASCAR and IMSA and got into the road race deal. And, Y'all just keep up the good work. The only thing I'm mad about, I'm not down there. <laughs> We're going next year. We, we got to. We, we, we got to go down there. If I have to sit well, in my flap uh, during the commentary or something, I mean, we, we, we need to go down there. But I, well, bring the sunshine with you when you do. We will. And if you get a, if you're big, if you get a big scoop, Mike, and you want to break it to the world, call us, and we'll put you right on. I got, I got your number. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. And uh, I just thanks for coming on the show and all that you do for us, and we appreciate uh, you being a friend of the show. 
Spartanburg loves you. Well, I, I, I appreciate you all. You're, uh, Spartanburg is the heart and soul of NASCAR history and even the modern era. But you you all now reach so many people and everything. It's just an opportunity to say thanks to our NASCAR fans that you reach out to. So I appreciate the opportunity. All right. That's Mike Helton. Thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Mike Helton, great guy. Never a bad interview. Oh, absolutely. And and it's it's so wonderful that he comes on our show. Yep, and if we don't have to do a Sunday show next at the end of the year, maybe we'll get him yeah. again. Well, you know, Mike, Mike, he, he saw it in the old days, and I mean, Mike, come along, you know, managing Bristol. All right, I'm seven minutes behind on the break. Oh, okay. let, let me get on with it. I, I wasn't waving at you for uh, to say hi. It's like a time's catching up with us, but we're doing great. We're doing good. We're doing we're good. Let's take a break. We'll come back, and uh, actually, we don't have another guest till noon in our last hour so we can catch up on some of these uh, the stack of paper I got over here. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue, lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel of Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your growth tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. 
This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a gorgeous Saturday morning beginning our seventh season. You think we'd make it seven years? I wasn't sure. <laughs> not not about the show, just about me. Oh, well, you're hanging in there pretty good. All right, let's touch on some things. We'll go back to uh, the 24 Hours of Daytona, which was actually on uh, January 27th. It started on a Saturday and, 20, and it ended on the 28th, my birthday. And Pipo Durrani in the... Uh, defending champion for the series and they've won the two of the last three championships um set the track record led most of the race and uh but finished second and uh that's the number 31 uh wheeling cadillac of action express racing and it was i thought very good to hear mike helton say they made a mistake absolutely but he he didn't have to say that there's nothing wrong with making a mistake well, no, I... You just got to own up to it. Yeah, like uh, not, not forgetting how to put the phones on hold. Right. <laughs> uh, so the race was won by the Porsche Penske, which uh, Penske had, hadn't won the 24 Hours of Daytona since 1969 with uh, Mark Donahue. I think Ronnie Bucknam was the other driver. But they won it this year with Dane Cameron, Felipe Nasser, um I don't know Campbell's first name. It starts with an M, though. And Indianapolis 500 winner Joseph Newgarten, who was thrilled to have a chance to uh, to help out uh, on that, as uh, he is really, as far as I know, was only known as an IndyCar driver. Uh, like I said, Durrani was second with the with the Cadillac, the Wheeling Cadillac. Third was Wayne Taylor Racing with uh, a lot of help from uh, Michael Andretti with with um, Taylor Delatraz, Carl. Colton Herta and uh, uh, Button. Some of these first names I just I just can't remember. Button's a Formula Formula One champion. The fourth place team was the other Penske Porsche with Nick Tandy, uh, Jaminet, Estre, and Van Thur. And fifth was uh, Proton Competition, which I, bre- I believe is a new team. I'm not even sure what that is. It may be another Porsche with uh, Bruni, Janney, Piccarello, and Dumas. So uh, anyway... They will run uh, coming up soon in March. I'll get the exact date for you at uh, Sebring, which the Wheeling Cadillac won last year. Okay, last night after the truck race, which we've already covered, they ran the ARCA race. And uh, you could have watched it on the live stream. I did not. I watched uh, Clark Gable and Myrna Loy race airplanes, but uh, they did join it in progress after the San Diego State New Mexico basketball game, and the winner of another crash field contest was Gus Dean in a Toyota who gave um, 
Venturini Motorsports its 100th win, and I never heard of Gus Dean, but when I interviewed him in Victory Lane, he said, or actually standing out on the track at the finish line, he said, well, this is just a great thing that, uh, that I've dreamed about for a long time racing in South Georgia and, and coming from Bluffton, South Carolina. So we may have another uh, Palmetto Stater to uh, join Jeremy Clements someday because, you know, we used to have half, half a dozen or more from Spartanburg, and now we just got um, one from Spartanburg and in the whole state before this guy last night that I found out about. But he won it for uh, Venturini Motorsports and a Toyota. Thomas Anunziata, never heard of him. Easy for you to say. No, it's not either. And he was driving the Nerd Focus Chevrolet. He finished second. Third was Grand Van Alts, who uh, won this thing last year. Fourth was Christian Rose. Fifth, Tim Richmond, another Tim Richmond. Uh, Sixth, Jason Kitzmiller. Seventh, Gil Lister. Linster. Eighth, Alex Chubb. Ninth, Amber Balkan, female. And 10th was Andy Jankowiak. You know, I practiced that name a lot last night, and I still blew it. But I want to talk about Jake Finch, who finished 11th. Jake Finch is the son of uh, James Finch, who ran Phoenix Racing. And, well, obviously he still does, or does again, that uh, actually moved up here from from, uh, Florida and took, uh, took up shop here in Spartanburg. And he was in the uh, the shop that's now uh, uh, a roofing company. What's that big roofing company up on I eighty five? I can't think of it. Anyway, that that used to be the. Yeah, I can almost see it. Yeah, Gus something. Does that sound right? Anyway, nope. some kind of roofing company. Uh, they, uh, but that's where Phoenix Racing was, and uh, they, the announcers that were talking about it were mentioning that uh, fit, that Phoenix Racing was back and mentioned that they hadn't won a race, uh, or their big race uh, win in cup was uh, in the car number one when Brad Keselowski won uh, Talladega. Well, that happens to be a little bit wrong. Uh, it was the car 09, if you remember the Mikasuki Indian car, mm-hmm. uh, Mikasuki Indian Gaming, which um, was 09, and it was a Dodge driven by Brad Keselowski. Guy Roofing. Guy Roofing. I said Gus. Yeah. I missed it by a letter. Uh, thank you for that, Ronnie. Um, so, uh, yeah, so James Finch's son, uh, Jake, finished 11th. Actually, he was right up front battling for the win and had a good chance to win the race, but he was involved in another massive crash on the backstretch on the last lap, and uh, Gus Dean was the winner. But it was like... Uh, no, uh, Jamie Little does those races for ARCA, and I think she does a really, really good job. And she's just reading what some researcher had put down in front of her, but he put it down wrong. It was not car number one. It was car number zero nine. He did run a car number one quite a bit, but uh, the cup car was 09 back then with Brad Keselowski, his first win, and uh, Spartanburg's last win at the cup level, and that was in 2009. So it's been uh, what's that, 15 years since... Uh, yep. And there's no chance we're going to have another one anytime soon. So anyway, that was the ARCA race. And uh, looking at some other finishers here, Brad Smith, who uh, he still paints his car up like James Hilton. I don't know if there's a single nut or bolt left over from James's uh, 
from the stuff he got from James or when he was driving for James, but it's the number 48, and it's red, and it's got yellow numbers on it. And uh, he finished 22nd. Marco Andretti had a couple of crashes. The last one, a flamer, um, finished 25th. He's a rookie in Xfinity. I'm not sure how much he plans to run in that series, but he has uh, um, got a famous name there, and he almost won the Indian- Indianapolis 500 one year. So uh, that's uh, he finished 25th. Shane Van Giesbergen, Ronnie, the, you'd have got it. First time I ever heard of him, you asked me, who the heck is this guy? Yeah. And he ended up winning that race. He you did. Know, in Chicago. The Chicago Road Race. Well, he's moved from Australia, and he's here, or is it New Zealand? Where New Zealand. He, New Zealand. He's here now, and um, he uh, getting paid a lot of money to learn how to be an oval track driver. Well, he got a pretty good baptism last night with um, a 28th uh Started 28th, he finished 29th, and he was involved in a big crash on uh, lap 26. So uh, Shane Van Giesbergen is here, but he didn't get to run too long last night. And uh, then I'll mention uh, finishing 37th after a pretty decent run in the trucks, but not so much so in the uh, in the ARCA race was Tony Breitinger, the uh, Victoria's Secret model. So I'll tell you what. Let's take a break, and we will come back and talk about some more stuff I've got here. We'll go to stock cars and talk about the duels at Daytona. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month, or hit the road in a new Nissan Road. Lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott's Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. 
Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Spartan fans, Big South Basketball is here. Xavier to Bailey, open three, got it! Catch every minute of USC Upstate Hoops action and be a part of the loudest atmosphere in the Upstate as we rock the Hodge during conference play. Levine finishes, count the basket. Single game tickets and group packages are available now. Visit upstatespartans.com slash tickets to lock in your seats today. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. Finding something delicious to match my mood can be a challenge, but McDonald's kills it every single time. Like when I need something with a little oomph, that's when I reach for a classic and melty McDouble. When I want something with a little oomph, that's when I go for a crispy and juicy McChicken. And with Mix and Match, I can get two faves for just $3.49, like a McDouble with a McChicken or small fries. And now, my mood calls for a little oomph and mmm. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And we got 15 minutes and 5 seconds to the top of the hour, so let me see what all I can cover here. Thursday night, they ran, well, actually, Wednesday night, they uh, qualified one car at a time. And uh, I didn't actually, did I print that out? I may have. But the, uh, um, I don't have the time, but I know the fastest qualifier was uh, um, Tyler Reddick, and he, qual- not, not Tyler Reddick, uh, Oh, good grief. I've already forgotten who it was. Um, Joey Logano. Joey Logano was the fastest qualifier, and it was around 181 miles an hour. So, anyway, they ran the uh, the first of the, the duels Thursday after qualifying on Wednesday, and the first duel was won by Tyler Reddick. Uh, these were reasonably safe races, not a whole lot of crashing and banging like they usually do. There was some, but... Uh, uh, Tyler Reddick was the winner. Chase Elliott was second. Alex Bowman third. Carson Hosevar has moved up from the trucks. He skipped uh, Xfinity pretty much and went straight to cup from the trucks. He was fourth. Fifth, Eric Jones. Sixth was Daniel Suarez. Seventh, Joey Logano, who sat on the pole and is on the pole for the Daytona 500. Uh, these qualifying races actually set the rest of the field and it's so complicated and you, you have to go by the phase of the moon and uh, <laughs> the sign of the zodiac and all those Which other Which way stuff. the wind's blowing. That's right. You never can. I can't figure it out. <laughs> and it used to be 
It used to be complicated but understandable, and, mm-hmm. but I don't even try anymore. I just let them tell me. Besides, they only had two cars that weren't going to make it. Um, anyway, uh, where was I? Joey Logano finished seventh. Eighth was Ty Gibbs. Ninth, Kyle Larson. And tenth, Chris Boucher. Looking on down the line, uh, Ross Chastain was 11th. Jimmy Johnson finished 12th. And this is pretty much the first time we've uh, heard him surface since the horrible tragedy last summer when his uh, father and mother-in-law and and their grandson passed away in a terrible family situation. Uh, So he had to... uh, he had a, a, a real possibility of not making the Daytona 500, but he did make it and uh, finished 12th in his qualifier. Looking on down the line, other uh, prominent names, Martin Truex was 14th. J.J. Um, Yaley is the guy that Jimmy had to beat to get in the race, and J.J. finished uh, 16th. Austin Dillon ran well early, finished 18th. Ricky Stenhouse, last year's uh, Daytona 500 winner, finished 20th. So uh, after they got those guys out of the way, they got the, uh, oh, and by the way, Jimmy uh, had a, he got involved in one of the crashes and was very lucky because he hit some stuff and he came down off the bank onto the flat part at a very awkward angle. But uh, he kept it together somehow and he qualified, you know, that team, the Legacy Motor Club has gone over to Toyota's. So it's the first time I think anybody's ever seen uh, Jimmy Johnson driving something other than a Chevy. They ran the second qualifying race with uh, Michael McDowell on the pole, who uh, was the second fastest qualifier on Wednesday, and he will start the Daytona 500 in second position. So you got Logano and McDowell on the front row and a pair of yellow Fords with red numbers. Winning the second duel was uh, Christopher Bell. He... um, was followed by Austin Sendrick, who, by the way, they had Austin Sendrick as the uh, one of the the guest announcer, I guess, with Phil Parsons last night at, with Jamie Little on the ARCA race, and I, I didn't know who it was because I didn't recognize his voice. He did a very good job. I don't really care that much for him as a driver, and he did win the Daytona 500 as a rookie a couple of years ago, but uh, he's a he makes a pretty good announcer. He finished second. In uh, Penske's car. Third was Denny Hamlin, who ran his usual Daytona race. He started 17th and laid in the back of the pack and didn't move up until the very end and uh, was right in the mix to win it, but didn't. He finished third. John Hunter Nemechek was uh, fourth, driving uh, Toyota. He's up from the from the uh, Xfinity Series. Fifth with a, a very good run, or uh, maybe he's coming around a little bit, with uh, the Wood Brothers was Harrison Burton. Sixth, up from the trucks, was rookie Zane Smith. Seventh, Brad Keselowski. Eighth, William Byron. Ninth, Chase Briscoe. And tenth, Justin Haley. Other notables in that second race was uh, Bubba Wallace was 11th. My old buddy that we interviewed down in Darlington last year, Kaz Gralla, was 12th. Thirteenth was A.J. Allmendinger. Fourteenth, was B.J. McLeod, which they went on and on about what a great guy he is. Uh, who was it that was helping with that broadcast? Said that, you know, uh, oh, it was Harvick, who was uh, fresh, freshly retired and knows what's going on in the garage area today, uh, said that there's not a person in there that doesn't like uh, B.J. McLeod. So 
I will remember that as I watch him through the year. Sixteenth um, was uh, Michael McDowell, but he's still be on, still going to be on the outside of the front row for the 500 uh, Monday, I imagine. I don't think it'll be tomorrow. Biggest wreck was right there towards the finish, uh, right at the finish line, and Josh Berry, uh, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Bush, Riley Herbst, and uh, Noah Cragson had a grinding crash. And I'm telling you, it was another deal where Ryan Blaney just went head-on into the, the safer barrier. And I tell you what, if that safer barrier hadn't have been there, it, it would have really been ugly. It was ugly enough like it was. He bounced off of... Uh, off the wall and burst into flames, and it's very spectacular. He will need a new car for uh, the 500, but he's a defending uh, champion. Of course, now Josh Berry, let me back up. He took Harvick's place, and once again, how he got that ride, I don't know, but he did, And um, but he finished 17th. Ryan Blaney is 18th. Kyle Busch finished 19th. Uh, 20th was rookie Riley Herbst, who's driving for Monster Energy for David Ware Racing. And last, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, I hope he stays there, is Noah Cragson, who is, uh, after a year suspension, or the rest of the year suspension from last year, is uh, back driving uh, uh, the number 10 car that was vacated by Eric Almarola at Stuart Haas. So that's... Um, the results of the twin duels. Um, so, starting lineup for the Daytona 500, we'll go over it. And, uh, well, I'll just give you the whole thing real quick. My voice holds out. <coughs> Clear my throat there so I can do it. The first row is Joey Logano and Michael McDowell. Second row, Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell. A couple of Toyotas. Two Fords, two Toyotas. And the third row is Chase Elliott and Austin Sendrick. Fourth row, Alex Bowman and Denny Hamlin. Fifth row, Carson Hosevar and John Hunter Nemechek. Sixth row, Eric Jones and Harrison Burton. Seventh row, Daniel Suarez and Zane Smith, rookie. Eighth row, Ty Gibbs and Brad Keselowski. Ninth row, Kyle Larson and William Byron, a couple of Hendrick cars. Tenth row, Chris Boucher and Chase Briscoe. Eleventh row, Ross Chastain and Justin Haley. Twelfth row, Jimmy Johnson and Bubba Wallace. Pretty good row there. 13th row, Ryan Priest and Kaz Gralla. 14th row is Martin Truex and A.J. Allmendinger. 15th row, Corey LaJoy and Josh Berry. 16th row, Todd Gilliland and Ryan Blaney. 17th row, Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch. 18th row, last year's winner, Ricky Stenhouse and Riley Herbst. 19th row, Daniel Hemrick and Noah Cragson. And the 20th and final row is is uh, Anthony Alfredo and David Reagan. The two guys that did not make the race are B.J. McLeod, the nicest guy in racing, according to uh, um, Kevin Harvick, and J.J. Yaley, who uh, got bumped out of the deal by Jimmy Johnson. So that will be uh, the Daytona 500, when they're going to have it. Uh don't think there's any way, I know I've said it ad nauseum this morning, but I don't think there's going to be any way before, uh, before um, Monday. Monday. Yep. Uh, well, well, no, if not, if they run the Xfinity at 1130, it'll probably be more. Monday night. Yeah, yeah, because they got, they got lights, they can do it anytime they want to. And uh, I'm sure Fox has a lot of input into this. 
Uh, whether it will be on Fox, I don't know, but uh, you'll know it. We'll all know it at a, probably the same time. Looking it up, then I um, have a sheet here just to just to look at some of the driver changes from last year. Uh, Josh Berry, as I said, is in the, uh, took Kevin Harvick's place in the number four for uh, Stuart Haas Racing. Noah Craxon is in the number ten at Stuart Haas Racing. He took um, Eric Almarola's place, as I just said. Riley Herbst is a rookie, and he is running for Rick. Uh, the number 15 for Rick Ware Racing, and that's the Monster Energy car, not to be confused with the other Monster Energy car driven by Ty Gibbs. Uh, Daniel Hemrick is uh, racing for Colleg Racing this year in the number 31. Uh, Kaz Grala is at Front Row Motorsports in the number 25. I'm not sure if he's running the whole season or partial, but um, he, he did make the 500. Don Hunger, Nick Hunger. John, John Hunter Nemechek uh, is driving for Legacy Motor Club with uh, uh, as a, up from the Xfinity as a teammate of Eric Jones. And for a few races, this one uh, especially, is Jimmy Johnson's, that's the three-car team. And they moved to Toyota, as I said. Um, looking on down, who else? Anthony Alfredo's a rookie running for Beard Motorsports. That's number 62, and that's... Uh, a limited schedule, I'm almost positive for that bunch. Zane Smith is a rookie, and Carson Hosevar is a rookie, and those are the two drivers for Spire Motorsports who uh, bought a charter from, and I should have thought of it before I started talking, but they bought a charter from somebody, and, uh, and so they've got two rookies driving their cars, 71 and 77. So, uh, oh, it was, um, it was the B.J. McLeod sold his... Uh, uh, chartered to them, and those charters are worth millions of dollars. I mean, millions of dollars. So I guess uh, I think what I heard him say was that um, uh, B.J. McLeod wants to sort of get some money, step back, and reorganize. So uh, anyway, what you think over there, Ronnie? It's, uh, it's that time of the year. Everything's getting fired up, and uh, I'm fired up. And they go to Atlanta next week. They do. They've got to be glad that they're going to be in Atlanta next week, instead of like have like the uh, uh, Jeremy said, going to to Fontana, especially on a short, what's probably going to be a short week. It will be a short week, but um, yeah, they don't have far to go to do it. So that's a good thing. I'm looking at a couple other news and notes here to fill out the last few minutes. Uh, in the uh, Xfinity Series, the race is going to be the United Rentals 300. United Rentals 300. And uh, some new drivers in that series are, uh, are some that are dropping down from Cup, if you want to call it down. It's kind of, as I was saying earlier, it's almost a, a more lateral than a, a drop down. But Daniel Suarez is, is, uh, is running Xfinity for this week. Uh, Ryan Truex is, is uh, going to be more permanent there. John Hunter Nemechek is uh, a regular in Cup now, but he's he's uh, dropped back to uh, Xfinity for this weekend. Sage Karam, Frankie Muniz, man in the middle, is uh, out of ARCA and up to uh, up to Xfinity. Natalie Decker is up from the trucks to uh, Xfinity. And uh, Larry McReynolds is going to be on the pit box for Jordan Anderson, I think. That's his son-in-law. 
freshly minted son-in-law. And, uh, yeah, Frankie Munez, is a, he's uh, driving for Gaze Motorsports. But you know what? From what uh, Jeremy told us earlier, and they don't qualify, he's not going to be in the race because yeah. uh, he he's new. I right. mean, he has nothing to fall back on yeah. as far as... Uh, no owner's points. Yeah, nothing at all like that. Uh, Daniel Suarez may be in that same boat, but he's a... You know, Jake brought this up, and we only got a minute to go, and Natalie Decker, she probably won't be in it either uh, unless they use owner points. But uh, what happened to the champion's provisional? I mean, they were harping about how Jimmy Johnson might not make the race, but he was a seven-time champion. I have uh, no uh, idea. What, you know, ever how many he won. I thought it was yeah, seven. But, uh, I think so. And he won the Daytona 500 twice. So it looked like he would get in anyway. Not that I agree with doing that necessarily. Let him work his way yeah. in and earn it. But anyway, uh, and the same with Daniel Suarez. He's a past Xfinity champion. So anyway, maybe uh, if I remember to ask, we can ask Deb or somebody. But anyway, we're going to do an extra hour. And we're going to start it in about 10 seconds after this break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The home of open mic. Weekdays from 3 to 6. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. Basketball Hall of Famer and former longtime Maryland head coach Lefty Drizel passed away today at the age of 92. Drizel won 786 games during a 40-year head coaching career that included 21 20-win seasons. Drizel was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2018. The 14 finalists for the Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2024 were revealed Friday at NBA All-Star Weekend. Headlined by Vince Carter and Chauncey Billups, the inductees will be announced at the Final Four in April. On Friday night, UConn star Paige Beckers announced she will be returning next season and not going to the WNBA. And in golf, Tiger Woods withdrew from the second round of the Genesis Invitational at Riviera on Friday due to illness. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us. Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. 
When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member of FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Road, lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at rearnissan.com. Here's a real tweet from a real Chick-fil-A guest. Meredith writes, Am I the only person who didn't know Chick-fil-A had mac and cheese? Holy game changer. The secret's out now, Meredith. Is there anything you think the world should know about our mac and cheese? What I really like about the mac and cheese is the oven-toasted, golden brown, cheesy top layer. It's savory, and it makes you feel really good. That does sound amazing. Thanks, Meredith. Try the mac and cheese yourself at your local Chick-fil-A. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonial. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and National Press Association Hall of Fame journalist Deb Williams, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and with our special guests, here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And something I only get to say once or twice a year. Welcome to the third hour of Start Your Engines, and uh, we're glad to do it so we can cram in all this information and have some really good guests. And we've got another one, our third out of four guests today, Ronnie. We're doing great. It's Mike Hill. Yep, Mike, how you doing, buddy? Mike Hill. I'm doing great, guys. You know, I, I was going to be mean, Perry, and just be quiet and let you start pushing <laughs> buttons. <laughs> well, I would have. <laughs> and I'm will... not going to do that to you. How you guys doing? How's Greg, Ronnie, and, and, and yourself all doing down there in Spartanburg? Man, we're doing, we're doing good down here, Mike. Uh, uh, just getting older and fatter. Oh, man, tell me about it. i tell you what, guys. I don't know about you, but, well, this deal of, of going – this long without any racing when you're not working on race cars anymore, it's tough. It's <laughs> tough for me. Too many you know, honeydews? Well, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> you know, I just I just been putting everything off, you know, until the day came that I retired and now I found out that I need longer time doing all the stuff that I put back than I've given myself time to do. You know, there's no way I can get all this done before the the you know, the 
guy comes with the sword and the, the sickle and the hood, the black hood for me. Well, I hope I that's no too many, I've got too many honeydews up here on the mountain to do. Yeah. Plus, I, I don't know if it's, it's down there, but we got a wind blowing up here, and it's about 40 degrees, and it will chill you to the bone to walk outside. And I had all these things to do because it was nice yesterday, but going back to racing, when you when you can't or are not doing it anymore after doing it for the 51 years that I did it and you have to sit around and you're not looking at a race car every day or testing a race car every day it's tough yeah Greg I, was test everybody, I, don't, I was telling everybody I don't know if I can do this I don't know if I can I can do this but my back tells me all the time yeah you can you, you're not going <laughs> to do this well I tell you what um just stay close to uh, close to the sport so we can uh, so we can pick your brain. Yep, we can tap in your expertise, especially with the twenty four hour stuff and uh, or the EMSA stuff. But I don't know if you heard Mike Helton's interview, but uh, he you said got, Perry got to the bottom of that. He said, "Boys, we made a mistake. We're humans, <laughs> and we made a mistake." And uh, sounded to me like threw, they threw a white flag at a a bunch of back markers that came through about halfway through the final lap. Yeah, and apparently. We all missed it whenever they did that, too, because, you know, I didn't hear the – I was listening to it again. I didn't make the whole 24. This is the first time in, like, 14 years that I didn't make the whole 24, you know, because, man, I'm getting old and I have to go to bed. But I did I did sleep for about two hours. That's exactly what I did. I, I got two and a half hours sleep and got right back off. No, I actually got three and a half. So, but Yeah, I mean, and, and Mike was right. Uh, I and I've told you this, say it every year. I love that racing. I mean, I, it's just those cars are so close, and and there's a real rivalries there. I think some of them don't like each other. What do you think about that? Well, I know they don't. Like <laughs> there's no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, but you know, uh, the guy that won the that won the race, Nasser and Dane Cameron. You know, I got to work with those guys when I was at Action. Both of them are, are champions, you know. Well, you won a one. championship with Nasser, right? Yeah, and Cameron. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Dane goes back, I think, to 215. I think we won it with the the Wheeling uh, Corvette. Remember those? Before, remember we started those racing, before we started racing the Cadillac. But yeah. But, gosh, man, you talking about competitive now with all these other, you know, Porsche and and the Proton car that you were talking about that finished fifth. Yeah, is that a new that one? Was, that was the Mustang sampling-sponsored car. Ken, Tom, Ken and Brenda Thompson are great, oh, okay. great race fans. And, you know, of course, they sponsored us. You know, we was the first one that they ever sponsored in racing with the Mustang sampling car. And, of course, there was a little bit of a deal going there with GM sponsoring or having a car with Mustang on the side of it, they mm. they didn't like that, and, and now that this all this factory stuff has come about, you know, apparently Porsche don't mind if they put a Mustang on the side of their car. Yeah, a, I can say how that bring out the possibilities of some controversy, Mike. Yeah, yeah, but but they're great people, great great supporters <laughs> of racing. Well, you... they were they were offered so many opportunities to go other classes and all this and and mr thompson and i we talked 
frequently. He just did not. I've already been to the top. We've won the top. I want to go back to the top. And so I was halfway pulling for those guys to, and they did good. You know, they finished in the top five. The car ran good right out of the box. It was like the first race for those guys. So, but yeah, our, our car, or Action's car, is still our car. It's too. our car too here. So go it's ahead. Our yeah. car. We talk about our it, car. Right. It just sat there like a like a fine tuned Swiss watch, although it was American watch. It just ran, just consistent. That's why I didn't have any problem taking a taking a nap because it seemed like those car that car was just sitting there. Pounding them out, and they were running fast. It was fast laps. Yeah. Well, you, I guess you just have to worry about somebody else doing something stupid and uh, stopping in front of you or whatever. But you know the uh, the, the the thing, uh, other than knowing you so well and and your involvement with Wheeling uh, previously and and now actually, I think you know it. As I said with Jeremy Clements, it's great to have somebody to pull for, and it just makes me want to watch that series. I, I wish they ran every weekend. I know that's not possible, but, you know, for, and I, it's not a little team. I say a little team because y'all have only got, I mean, you've only got one car, right? You don't have any satellite cars out there, do you? I, I know yeah. you, you have in the past, but you've won two of the last three championships against Penske and Ganassi and Taylor and all these big teams, and that's just Man, it's almost like a, a David and Goliath type thing. Dream come true to me. David's got a lot of money, but I mean, he's <laughs> he's uh, beating a lot of people. Yeah, we had, you know, and it's a, it's a tribute to the guys that's working on the car. You know, um, they were well. A couple of us has already had championships in the cup, which is pretty tough too. But and we carried that mentality over to the crew. Which these guys that on those cars, it was sort of a laid back kind of deal, you know, back in the day, and we we didn't put a we didn't put a lot into them being real real racers, and so when Elton Sawyer called me up to come down there, he told me he says I need you to help me here a little bit. These guys are having a little trouble. He says I need you to help them learn how to race, and so. Uh, we did, and and it, fortunately it worked out. I think we got, I don't know, six or seven championships out of the time I was there. But you know, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to take any credit. Those guys, those guys that was working for us are tough. You know, if if I if I told them we we, we were getting slow on our fuel, and Wayne Taylor was beating us sometimes, well not sometimes all the times in the pit. <clears throat> And I couldn't. We couldn't figure it out, and it was the way the car was taking fuel. You would not believe what we did. We did 400, 400 fuel drops to get that sped up. Mm. And we finally, we finally hit it. We we hit it like in the middle of the night one night at one o'clock in the morning. We found out that their our pickup was up too far off the or off the bottom of the fuel cell and we got that fixed and well that's the first thing all, i ever looked at and all of us all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden man you talking about our stops we started beating everybody off the pit road and so when they came to us and wanted to know what the big difference was we used that same line that wayne taylor used whenever they went to him whenever he was beating us off the pit road we used that same line that we were just getting to the car quicker than the rest of the people Mike, before we go uh, any further, I know you've got a story about just about everything and everybody. Give me some uh, 
give me some reflections on Cal Yarborough. Uh, we, oh my God! We love him. We loved him. He came on this show for as long as he could, and uh, he even one time said, uh, "Greg will remember this." He's, I, I said, "Well, Cal, it's great having you on the show." And he said, "Well, we ought to make a contract where I'm on every year." And I said, "Well, we don't need a contract for that." And that was uh, that was four or five years ago. But tell talk to us a little bit about Cal. So you know, our nickname for him was the Short Man. You know, we. We would always call him the short man because he was, but he was short and stocky. And I had read his book many years ago. I read it. Yeah, where he, where he and his buddy got that airplane, and they went up in the air, and and then they both got to looking at each other when it was time to land, and one thought the other one knew how to land, and <laughs> neither one of them did. <laughs> that part, that part of the book should tell you a lot about Kale because you know. He, did, he wasn't scared of the devil. I mean, jumping on the rattle, rattlesnake and all the stuff that he did back in the day. But, yeah, he was, if, if you look in the dictionary under toughness, there should be a picture of Kale. No because doubt. Because he was as tough. You know, he didn't care about how the car was set up. Just put me in it, I'm going to drive it. Where, you know. The guy that come along after that, he had to know every nut and bolt and everything else. But I think he finally learned that we knew what we were doing. And after the second or third championship with him, he, he started leaving us alone. Now you were you know, with uh, you were you were with Junior Johnson when Kale was there. Yeah, I was. I came in. I came in when Kale was leaving. Okay. So I, came, I came in in 1980, and Kale was leaving at the end of '80, and and and. Uh, but my gosh, you know, I told you that story about taking the first Laguna to Riverside and Junior Johnson walking up to to the car and walking around it and looking at me and asking me why I'm bringing it. That was Riverside in January. You know, that was... Used to open the that, season. Yeah. We used to open the season in Riverside, California. So I, Cecil and I, we only had one car and we had to, it was a 72 Monte Carlo and it it got timed out, so we went to Baltimore with a U-Haul box truck and got a body that GM basically set aside for us out the back door, but they, nobody was, could see this car, you know. It wasn't supposed to be seen until the next year. We got it on Halloween. I'll never forget this. Coming back, listening to that Orson Welles or whoever it was. <laughs> yeah. War of the Worlds from 1938. Yeah. yeah. Mercury in, Theater in Mercury. of the Air. <laughs> That was the most believable radio show. I can see how those people freaked out over that. But I got a copy yeah. of it. Yeah, but that's what I listened to coming back from Baltimore to get to Mills River. We cut the body off the Monte Carlo, put the Laguna body on, took it to Riverside, and Junior Johnson, you know, here he is. You know, he and I, we never talked. He really didn't know me that well. He just probably seen me in the garage as a, as a young kid and, he walked around the car, and I was expecting him to come over and tell me what a good job I did hanging that Laguna body on that car. And he looked at me real stern. He said, boy, why would you bring this car out here and show it to all these Ford guys before we had a shot, before we took it to Daytona? He said, now they're going to complain and start politicking against it until we get to Daytona. And I told him, I said, Mr. Johnson, I, I, I still don't have time. We only had one car, and I only had the month of December to cut the body off and put the body on. I said, I couldn't wait until after Riverside because I think there was only two weeks. Right. 
after Riverside till we got to Daytona. But yeah, and then that brings up another memory. Well, we don't have a lot of time, but I, I got. Let me ask you a question. So you ran the car with the new body at Riverside, and all the other yes. Chevys were old. Had the old body. Yes. Yes. Wow. I guess that would have been sort of. Yeah. Noteworthy. Well, everybody else had more than one car. Let, let me. I want to ask you a question, because Mike. That, see, this is why I wanted you to be a permanent part of the show, because you've got so many great stories, and I have to cut you off to ask you questions that I, I need to get to. Uh, save that story, because uh, I'd like to have you on every week. We'll figure something out. Anyway, I've carped a couple of times today on um, the speeds at Daytona, with the Cup cars being the slowest of the three, and Mike kind of danced around it and said, "Yeah, when uh, you got." two or three of them together, they're faster. Well, that's, I think that's probably true of the other series. My point is the car, the cup cars appear to be slower, and I, I'm thinking that I read or dreamed or something that they you're using a smaller spacer or something. How, how come the cup cars are, are slower than they used to be? Because I see uh, uh, social media is complaining about it. So did you see the cars on the 125? Did you? Paying attention to the one car that had the horsepower on the hood. Yep. 500 horsepower. Wasn't it 545 or something? They had something like hood. that. But I didn't know what? if that was accurate or just something for the throwback paint job. I think that was yeah. Jimmy Johnson's car, wasn't it? It wouldn't have been throwback for Jimmy. Well, they said, they, said, they said the four in the 84 on Johnson's car was a Petty 4, like Richard Petty's 4. And I looked at it after they said that, and it was. It looked just like the old 43. But anyway, go ahead. How come they're slower? Well, most of it's like he's talking about. When the cup cars get all packed up, they're running over 200, you know? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to talk to Elton, the competition director, about that, my former, my former race car driver. Is now over in NASCAR, but I think there's a lot to do with insurance on these cars. What hmm. the insurance people, from what Bill France Jr. told me, whenever I first started complaining about the the restrictor plates after Bobby Allison all but got up in the stands yeah. at, at Talladega, yeah, I, I heard. I didn't hear that sitting with Mr. France that he called me and had a personal sit-down with me telling me that, Mike, we did the study and had Bobby cleared the fence and got up in the grandstands at Talladega, you and I both would be looking for a job mm. because that that would break NASCAR. See? And apparently after that, the insurance went crazy and said, no, you cannot have your cars going over 200 miles an hour anymore. Hmm. Well, anyway, well, that's well, part of it. I'm sure, I'm sure there's more to it. There's more to it than just making the cup cars slow down because maybe they're just now seeing the difference in the speeds because you know how everybody is, they sandbag. And, and everybody was talking about the Toyotas sandbagging. Well, why would the Toyotas not sandbag all the way up until the 500? You know, because sandbagging for qualifying is not going to do you a darn bit of good. But then pulling bags out, throwing them aside for the 125 so they can see it on Thursday when your race is on Sunday doesn't make any sense either. But anyway, going back. But I got I got to get this in real quick. You make it quick. Talking, Go yeah, ahead. It's going to be real quick. 
Jeremy's talking about going to Fontana. He, he, you know, he didn't want to go to Fontana. Well, he, he should have been around with us the week after Daytona that we went to Richmond, Virginia, and there was no garage area, and we kept our car out on pit road with, with just nothing but a car cover on it. And a lot of mornings I'd have to come in and wipe the snow off of it, and I would, I would give anything back then if I could go to Fontana. <laughs> well, they might go back, but it'll be a half-mile track. Mike, uh, since you're going to compete for the Nelson Cup trophy, um, and you've already told me who you want, but now that we got you on the air and nobody's picked yet, who are you going to pick? Because you weren't even in it last year, so you get the first choice. I'm a Kyle Larson fan, up one side and down the other, and if you don't get to talk to me, just leave my leave Kyle Larson. If somebody leaves him out, like I've seen y'all, like somebody did before, and I'm thinking, well, Kyle Larson... But anyway, just give me Kyle Larson. Okay, buddy, you got him. We're going to take a break. We thank you for coming on, and uh, I want to have you on every week uh, that you'll come on. You know, you've got too much information. that We need a whole hour just for you. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate you calling me. All right, buddy. Thank you. Let's take a break and come back and talk to Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Good morning, Fuel, located at 421 <laughs> South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. 
Spartan fans, Big South basketball is here. Save it to Bailey. Open three. Got it. Catch every minute of USC Upstate Hoops action and be a part of the loudest atmosphere in the Upstate as we rock the Hodge during conference play. Levine finishes. Count the basket. Single game tickets and group packages are available now. Visit UpstateSpartans.com slash tickets to lock in your seats today. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. And welcome back to Start Your Engines, and I'd like to introduce the 2023 Nelson Cup champion, Deb Williams. Hey, Deb, how you doing? Fine, thank you. How are you doing? I'm not, I have to be honest, I'm sleepy. That was such a late night with the uh, ARCA race. Well, I was watching it, too, and I was drinking bourbon, so uh, I could, you couldn't be much sleepier than me. <laughs> well, I went that, and I went to bed. Um, <laughs> you uh, you find a prominent place to put that trophy? Uh, on the mantle. Okay, good. On the mantle in the den. All right. Well, you keep it all year. We'll uh, we'll figure yeah, out what to do. Well, after. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that sounds very, good. Very deserving winner. So, well, thank one, you. I appreciate that. Number one question: um, How's the weather? <laughs> well, right now it is overcast, but it's not raining. It's not misting. They've still got dryers on the track. Uh, they've been there all morning. But uh, I'm actually standing outside right now. And like I said, it's overcast, but it's not. there's no precipitation. Well, you can't blame them, I guess, for moving up the ARCA race to last night. But it looks like maybe, I don't know what it'll be doing at 1 o'clock. I guess it was the right move, but uh, I'd love to see oh, it. Oh, it was the right move. It was the right move because... You know, they haven't had Xfinity Series qualifying, and by moving the ARCA race to last night, that gives them the entire day-to-day to work with the Xfinity qualifying and Xfinity race because they've already pra- uh, canceled cup practice for today. Okay, well, are they going to have uh, Xfinity qualifying? Because, you know, I originally had scheduled when I talked to Jeremy at a little event they had here in Spartanburg on Wednesday, I said, uh, can you come on at noon? And he said, I'll be qualifying. And I, so, I mean, uh, I think I looked at, he looked at the schedule and, uh, like, 
10.30 or 11.30 to 1 or something like that. So are they going to try to qualify those cars? Well, we haven't received any word that they're not. You know, the race isn't scheduled to start until 5 o'clock. Right. So they could always, they've got time to work. You know, that's why they moved the ARCA race to last night was so they would have all day to devote to the Xfinity Series and, and have flexibility in that schedule. So right now they have not informed us of anything uh, unless unless they did after I walked outside. Yeah. Well, you've been down there for, I guess, a couple of days uh, with your ear close to the ground and interviewing people and drivers. What's uh, what's going on uh, news-wise? Well, we had media day all day Wednesday, and um, that started at 8 in the morning and went till 4 in the afternoon, and then we had Daytona 500 qualifying. And, you know, the interesting thing for everyone is the fact that Ford swept the front row for qualifying, which was the first time they had done that since, like, 2012 and ended the streak by Chevrolet. And then the Toyotas came along and excelled in the qualifying races. Right. And they only had four Fords in the first qualifying race and then a dozen in the second. So it was interesting yesterday in listening to the OEM head talk about it and Ford and... Toyota both still feel comfortable with where their new cars are. Um, you know, they know there's still things they need to do. But uh, Christopher Bell, after his victory in the second qualifying race, said that, you know, one thing they wanted to put into the new Toyota Camry was that it could bump without getting squirrely, without losing its stability. And it was also fast, and he pointed out, he said, you know, Toyota has not won a super speedway race since the next-gen car came out hmm, in, 2020 in, in, yeah, in um, 2022. So, he, you know, they seem to feel like they got a good shot with that. And I thought it was interesting, Mark Rushbrook with Ford said something interesting in that, and, and it made me think that maybe... The Fords didn't really want to show their hands in the qualifying race. The old term sandbagging came to my mind. Yeah. But um, he said, you know, Roger Penske had not yet ever, had never won a Daytona 500 pole. <coughs> Excuse me. And Roger had told him that he really would like to have a Daytona 500 pole. And so they worked really hard to give him that. And I thought it was interesting that the day after qualifying, Front Row Motorsports put out a press release that they have now formed an alliance with Team Penske, and Ford said they have moved them up to a Tier 1 level Ford team. Wow. Which means they now have all the access to all the technology and, and everything that Ford has. So with them having the alliance with Team Penske, that now gives... Team Penske, an alliance with Front Row, and the Wood Brothers. <coughs> so that was interesting, but the fact that, that Mark Rushbrook made a point of that in the OEM press conference yesterday I thought was quite interesting because now in less than a year, Roger has won the Indy 500 with Joseph Newgarden, won the Cup Championship with Blaney, 
he won the 24 hours of Daytona. And so now he's won the pole for the Daytona 500. So it's, uh, it's been an interesting, not even a year yet, for Roger Penske. Wow. But I think the Fords just didn't show their hand. But, you know, like I said, the Toyota person and the Ford person, they both feel comfortable. They've gotten good feedback from their drivers and what the drivers feel like needs to be done and adjusted on the cars. So, I, yeah, I personally think this is one of my predictions for the year, is that Ford and Toyota will have the upper hand on the, the intermediates and the super speedways, and Chevrolet, since they're running the same Camaro that they have run since the current car was introduced, will have the advantage on the short track. Wow. Well, you know, I've, I've kind of been making a, a big deal of it, maybe too big of a deal <laughs> uh, today, and, because it just struck me as unusual that uh, the trucks qualified at 190. Uh, the Xfinity cars practiced that the fastest was 186. And, by the way, Jeremy's right there with them. And um, and the cup cars qualified at 181, I think is what Logano ran. Uh, and, and it just seems upside down to me. It looked like the cup's cars would be faster and i saw some people on social media and i'm not into that very much because i think it's a bunch of nuts for the most part but anyway um is there any problem there or any mike helton i asked him about it and he didn't seem to think so but uh you know it, it it's noticeable to me is it seem to be a problem well you know i'm not sure that the trucks are running the same I can't remember if they're running a tapered spacer. You know, you, you got to remember the cup cars run a tapered spacer. Right. People still say restrictor plate, but they haven't run those in years. And, um, you know, it's interesting to see how the attitude or philosophy has changed and that now it seems like the teams and the, the manufacturers are more concerned about how a car races rather than how it performs by itself in a one or two lap qualifying lap. Mm. And it was interesting in that the Toyota people said they didn't expect to qualify well, but they were shocked at how poorly the Toyotas performed in qualifying. So that caught them off guard. But then when they saw how the new Camry races, then they were fine with it. I mean, they were more, much more comfortable because that was their number one concern was, you know, if was how the car races well, that, that's, and how it works in traffic. That's the main thing. Um, all right, before we go into another topic and we run out of time, let's do our picks. And uh, as I said, we're going to do it from uh, either lowest in points or, uh, yeah, you know, every week. And, and you you're still going to maintain the standings for us there, Deb? Yes, I'll be happy to. Okay, that's great. You do a really good job of that. So, Mike Hill is joining us this year, and since he wasn't in it last year, I gave him the first pick, and uh, he picked Kyle Larson, and he said he wanted him every week, and I said, it doesn't work that way, but you can have him when he's available when your your pick comes up. So <laughs> you, don't have to worry, you don't have to worry about me taking him. So uh, Mike took, uh, took Kyle Larson, and Greg, you're next. 
Well, uh, who's, the, who's the guy that, 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 that won the second qualifier? Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell. I'm going with him because for some reason, I just had it in my mind, Deb, that, you know, whoever won the second qualifier would be somebody to look out for. I, I, I don't know. But, but uh, you I, got I'd him. love to say the Wood Brothers win. Well, you got him. And actually, I, I thought Harrison Burton looked pretty good the other night. Ronnie, you're next. I'm going to go with Michael McDowell, 34. All right, Michael McDowell. Lanny, if you'll uh, uh, phone me yours in when it's your turn, uh, Michael McDowell's number 34. I will take uh, – well, I, I usually I, – I'm going to go out on a limb, although he's not driving to Tootsie's Lounge car. I'm going to go with Suarez. And, uh, Lanny, if you'll, you'll text me one in real quick. Uh, Deb, uh, you, you've got the last choice. And if you don't I'm take with Logano. Logano, okay. That probably leaves uh, Ryan Blaney open for uh, Lanny because it usually takes him every Well, I don't anyway. know. Is anybody taking Hamlin? No, nobody. <laughs> you want Hamlin or Logano? Oh, I'll take Logano. Oh, I was, okay. I was just commenting when you said, there, who, uh, you know, I. You gave the impression that maybe Blaney was the only one that was left, so I didn't know if anyone had taken Hamlin. No, McKinney, uh, Lanny McKinney takes him every week, and he just did, so it works out. Oh, well. okay. He just texted. Okay. And Lanny, thank you for all that you do for us. Thank, thank you, Lanny. I've been mean. I've been mean to talk to talk to Lanny, and I got my phone all messed up and, and some confusing things. That's really haven't got to talk to people as much. So. Right, since we've been off for a year, um, oh, a year for three months, uh, Deb, tell us how people can. Uh, can read your work and oh by the way in a miraculous move tyler who uh um i'm sort of his understudy here <laughs> he fixes all the mistakes i make when i we, when we had jeremy clements on earlier i couldn't put the phone on hulk because i forgot how but obviously i got it straightened out um but um what, now i lost my train of thought what was i saying well one thing we was talking about is about how slow they now going no, no. I, I thought I, 181. I, what we were running. Oh no, no. I got, I got, I got it. Let me say it while I, while I remember. I, I, I read. Um, you know, I rewrote the opening of the show, and they left out the word motorsports when I when they said Hall of Fame, uh, National Press Association. Motorsports. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. they left out motorsports, and you pointed that out to me, so I got Tyler on the job, and uh, he got it fixed. So you're oh op- good. So you're opening, uh, and it's played three times today because it, they play it at the top of the hour. It's uh, sounds good too. Yeah, it's uh, Deb Williams, National Motorsports Hall of Fame journalist. Uh, Jeb Deb Williams, I guess is how it reads. So uh, anyway, it sounded real good. And I got that. Okay, well good. Well, I appreciate it. I just got you a weather update. All right, go. It says as as long as the weather stays clear, NASCAR Xfinity Series qualifying. Will begin at 1:30 p.m. Okay. Well, I That's hope good. they make it. That's good because I'm I'm up for watching some racing. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll be at Applebee's watching it. So, uh, Deb, uh, I didn't get to finish well, what I was me, saying. Uh, I, how do we read your stuff uh, and where are well, you? Well, yeah. Let me let me quickly run through a few other things here. Okay. Uh, uh, Hendrick Motorsports is celebrating its 40th year in NASCAR racing this year and. 
they had a big unveil the other day of the car paint schemes that they're running at Martinsville. Everything will have a candy apple red color on it because that was the color of Rick Hendrick's first car, first race car. And they're doing uh, limited edition Chevrolet Camaros, candy apple red. And um, at Martinsville, Jeff Bodine and Jeff Gordon will be the co uh, Grand Marshals, Rick Hendricks going to drive the pace car, and um, they had, this year is the Petty family 75th in racing, and they had a big unveil of the King's Hat here at, at the Speedway the other day, and a great press conference with Richard and Kyle Petty talking about the family's involvement for 75 years in the sport and the community. And um, you can read me at autoweek.com and uh, on X at Williams 72 Well, that's great. And I know Auto Week, Auto Week has started posting videos that I'm taking at the track as well. So I'm not sure if they're on Instagram or where they are. But that's the Auto Week video. So I'm sure if you go to autoweek.com for all your racing needs, then you can find where the videos are as well. Well, great. I'll do that. That is good. It certainly is. Pam's got some stuff going on. Yeah, well, she's you? the best. Pam always got it. She's a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. And, and Kurt Busch just walked by. Well, tell Kurt hi. And he won a race well, for... Well, he's a, already gone in the media center. <laughs> he he won a race for uh, Phoenix Motors. Phoenix, uh, which I see was back in the ARCA race. And they, they talked a little bit about uh, Jake Finch and... Uh, Casey, uh, yeah, he was leading going into that last lap. Yeah, he was. And, uh, uh, God, I can't. I just said her name a few minutes ago that does the play by play. She said that, uh, he, she was oh, talking Jamie about, Little. Jamie Little, I, I think, does yeah, a good Jamie job. Little, but she was saying that, uh, James Finch, um, won, uh, won his first big race with, uh, um, Brad Keslowski in the number one car at Talladega, but that was a Spartanburg car. That's the last Spartanburg car to win a cup race, and it was the 09 Miccosukee Indian car. So, anyway, Deb, we love you. You're the best. And, we uh, appreciate it. I appreciate you moving the time around when uh, we weren't supposed to start press conferences until uh, or media availabilities until 11.45, and they moved, uh, moved them up and started them at 11.15, so I appreciate you working with me on that. Well, I've said it before, and I'll tell you again right now and uh, our listeners that uh, I'll always get you on if there's any way possible. So don't you just... Oh, and I know one other thing real quick. Go. Harrison Burton. Harrison Burton won the Daryl Glenn Rod and Reels Fishing Tournament oh, did yesterday he? morning over at Lake Lloyd. Yes, he did. Well, that's good. Daryl Glenn, famous uh, Miami race driver, or uh, drags drag race right yep. i remember yep. the day he got hurt deb thank you so much mm-hmm. for uh for everything and uh, we look forward to reading your stuff and uh talking to you next week thank you it's always a pleasure all right thank you thank you deb deb williams uh who is she ronnie she's the smartest woman i know i didn't forget to say that and lanny thank you for everything you do i know that all the boys just thank you but uh we appreciate it. Lanny maintains the Budmore Engineering website and our Facebook page. And we got a website, too, that I was going to get on, and I still never have done it. But uh, we need to put some pictures on there and, and, and some stuff. So, anyway, thank you so much, Lanny. I hope you're recording this because I couldn't figure out how to do it from here. Anyway, let's take a break and come back for our final segment 
of our first show of the season. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Westside. Two Jim's Bar is now open next to Palmetto Spirits. Two Jim's Bar offer wine tastings for $10 with $10 coming off the price of the bottle. It's the only place where you can try anything they offer before you buy it. Stop by any night of the week for a good time and great drinks. Monday night is comedy night. On Tuesday night's and trivia from 6 till 8. On Wednesday night's team trivia and golden tea tournaments. Thursday night is ladies night and on Fridays they have live music and karaoke. Don't forget to try the wings. They're fantastic. Stop by Two Jim's Bar on the west side next to Palmetto Spirits and Tattoo Warehouse. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or cobble meal. Single item at regular price.
And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And I told Tyler to put in Rambling Man and Running on Empty for our bump music for the last hour. And uh, Running on Empty is the song. It's my theme song because I feel like my whole life I've been running on empty. And uh, I love that song. I think that's the one song that uh, if it's ever come on, I've always had to listen to it. I've never turned it off. But that's the song that Tyler plays when I come on his show at around 7.35 on Monday mornings after the race. And we do about 10 or 15 minutes on what happened over the weekend. Uh, thank goodness. Well, I won't say thank goodness that Daytona is going to probably get rained out tomorrow. But uh, Monday's a bank holiday, and I'll be sleeping in. And when that happens, I usually don't do his show till Tuesday. But I think we'll be doing it Tuesday anyway. Anyhow, let me touch on a few things here. In the last... kind of knows what he's doing, don't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Let's, uh, let me touch on the last eight minutes and 30 seconds here. Let me see what I can get. Um, I got some notes here that most of them I have covered. But I will say that uh, the Rookie of the Year candidates, if you don't know from what I said earlier, and I, I think maybe all of these are going to run a whole series, the, the whole series. But Josh Berry's in the, the number four that uh, Kevin Harvick vacated. Kaz Gralla is in the number 15 for Rick Ware Racing. He's a Rookie of the Year candidate. And the two from uh, uh, 71 is uh, Zane Smith and 77 is Carson Hosevar. And they are uh, running. So those are your four that are running for uh, Rookie of the Year. The TV schedule for today uh, it, maybe your guess is as good as mine, because what I've got here is uh, out the window with uh, um, Xfinity qualifying has already been canceled or moved. What Debbie just Deb just told us to one thirty, so um, that's obviously not what I had here. Uh, it was supposed to be like at ten thirty this morning, and the race is still scheduled for five, and the five hundred is still scheduled for two thirty tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. That's that's all to be determined. I got all the schedules here for all the major races, uh, all the major racing series. And let me just uh, take the last seven minutes or so. You boys jump in anywhere if you got something to no, say. No, no, you're doing good, Perry. <laughs> you always do good. I got to fill. Okay, so anyway, looking at the cup schedule and uh, the highlights, of course, the Daytona 500 is February the 18th, which is, as I mentioned earlier, the 23rd anniversary of Dale Earnhardt's death. Uh, Hard to believe. So, uh, 23 years. 23 years ago. Well, you know, after the wreck, and I didn't know he'd passed away, because I didn't find out until like 8, 8 o'clock that night, I took Hannah for a buggy ride. Uh, we were living in Miami, and I took her to the park and pushed her around. So she's a married school teacher now. That's how long ago it was. Seems like yesterday. Okay, some of the other highlights here. Of course, they run Atlanta next week. Um, Bristol is March 17th. No dirt this year. And uh, they're going to run the CODA Circuit of the Americas the next week on March 24th. She was just talking about Deb was uh, Hendrick, the big celebration at Martinsville. And, you know, that's where he lost his son and, and so many uh, crew members uh, in the airplane crash many years ago. And so uh, and she mentioned that Jeff Gordon and Jeff Bodine were the Grand Marshals and Jeff Bodine won Hendrick's first race, the number five car, uh, at uh, it wasn't Burgundy though, or Candy Apple Red as she said, it was yellow and white, the Levi Garrett car. But uh, anyway, that is uh, 
that's Martinsville, which will, what did I say, April 2nd, the, the, April 7th, the Cookout 400. They will go to Talladega the first, for the first time on April 21st for the Geico 500. Um, Darlington is May 12th. That's Mother's Day. And hopefully, maybe uh, we'll be down there for a remote on Saturday for the Xfinity throwback weekend race. That would be nice. The NASCAR All-Star Race and the Open and the All-Star Race are both Sunday, May 19th at uh, North Wilkesboro again. Last year, I thought it was a miserably dull race. I'm glad they're at North Wilkesboro, but I thought the racing was terrible. Uh, Something has happened here on this uh, computer, and I'm not sure if I touch something, so I don't have anything counting me down anymore. Uh, Hmm. wonder what I did. I don't know. Better leave it alone, though. I might just get cut off here. Um, my, my clock over here on my phone because I don't know. Oh, there it's back. It popped back. Maybe uh, Tyler was doing something because he can do that stuff remotely. So let me move this through. Move through this quickly. Um, Nashville is June the 30th. The street course at Chicago is July 7th. Two weeks off in the middle of the year. So NBC can uh, can uh, cover the Olympics. So on July 21st, they'll run the, the big track, the Brickyard, the Oval at Indianapolis. Take two weeks off, July 24th and August, uh, 28th and August 4th, before they come back for the Cookout 400 at Richmond. And uh, on um, August 11th, the Southern 500 is on Labor Day weekend, September 1st. And... Uh, The timer just went off, but I, I guess I'll have to wing it. I can't see the clock. This is weird as heck. Um, so after Darlington, is the, it, it begins the round of 16, and then uh, for three races, then the round of 12 for three races. The Roval is in that one. The Bristol Night Race is in the first. Yeah, Tyler's doing something. I see the cursor moving around. Um, then the round of eight will be... Um, Las Vegas, Homestead, and Martinsville, and then they'll end the season at Phoenix, as usual. Xfinity, uh, notable things here. The uh, Darlington is May 11th. Hopefully, maybe we can be there. Um, Moving on down, we'll skip the trucks. ARCA, we'll skip that one. IMSA, their next race is uh, 12 hours of Sebring, and that's March 16th. They will finish up at Road Atlanta on October 12th. Indy, they open the season March 10th. <clears throat> Excuse me, at St. Petersburg. The Indianapolis 500-mile race will be Sunday, May 26th. They got a doubleheader at Milwaukee on uh, what they haven't been there in many, many years, and it used to always be the week after Indianapolis. But they got a doubleheader on uh, August 31st, and that's a Saturday, and um, Sunday uh, September 1st, so that's a an eight in their season in Nashville. Formula One, they will not start their season until March the 2nd, and they run 24 races. You'd think when you had to go to a different country every year, they wouldn't have so many. It's just the opposite. They got a lot of races. Um, big news I can tell you out of that quickly, uh, won't be take effect this year, but next year, 
Lewis Hamilton is going to Ferrari. He said it's his lifelong dream to drive for Ferrari, and he's going to do it. He's going to do one more year with Mercedes. And uh, Michael Waltrip, you know, they turned down his bid to join Formula One. Uh, a lot of different reasons. We'll get into it as we get closer. But the Formula One season starts at Bahrain on March 2nd. Some highlights will be May 5th at Miami. Three trips to the United States. Um, May 26th is their diamond, uh, their jewel race, uh, Monte Carlo, the Grand Prix of Monaco on May 26th. Monza, famous uh, Italian Grand Prix, is on September 1st. That's going to be a busy day, September 1st. Austin at Coda for August, um, October 20th. And back to Las Vegas on November 23rd for the Las Vegas Grand Prix. And they'll end up the season at Abu Dhabi on December the 8th. So that is a long season. Got 45 seconds. Any comments there on coming back? Just glad to be back and get this underway. Yep. Okay. Well, we are underway. Greg, closing comments. I just tickled to death the speed weeks, and I'm up here with my friends, and we're getting to talk about it. And, and things going pretty good. We got some new equipment. I just want to thank all the people uh, that, that do all this stuff. Well, we thank them too. Thanks for uh, thanks to Ryan Clary, Ryan Clary, Ryan Delaney, and everybody. Let's Brent do Lancaster, this. Brent Lancaster, all of them. Yeah. Brent Lancaster looked sharp as usual the other day. So uh, we uh, we appreciate being able to do a show for the seventh year, and we will. Uh, I'm proud. We'll be back next week and talk about Daytona. Natalie, get our table ready. The rest of you, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Download our app on your smartphone or mobile device. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. We are And here's what you need to know. Basketball Hall of Famer and former longtime Maryland.